0: What's up and welcome to another MoGraph MoCast. I'm Dave.
1: And I'm Matt. And joining us today, C4D master, Mr. Chris Schmidt. Hi,
0: guys. Thanks for uh, having me again. It's exciting, as always. And MoGraph is a supplement to our site, MoGraph.com, which is a motion graphics tutorial site with tutorials, plugins, podcasts, and other MoGraph stuff. And on the show, we talk about everything ranging from motion graphics to cinema 4D, After Effects, plugins, render engines, doing business, doing taxes, being a contractor we're working for the man you can email us info at mografcom let us know what you think about the show questions comments concerns queries grievances artist suggestions show topic ideas we're on facebook twitter instagram youtube tiktok hi tiktok hello
1: and is tiktok com. running right
0: now tiktok is running right oh, now we're live funny. they got the little paper there you know and they can see my dr pepper and only hear my side of the story you know <laughs> so it's great It's going really well. Uh, Speaking of uh, doing taxes, I hope everybody got their taxes done or is about to have them done. Right. You got to submit them today.
1: today. Submit them today. I didn't
0: know it was today. I'm glad I didn't know it was today. Or Right. (laughs) You
1: would have hated today. You'd be like, this is going to be a short show because I got to finish my taxes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm done. I had to put in for an extension. My uh, tax Ah. guy was like, I was like, I'm ahead of it. I'm going to book early. And it was like a month out and he still was booked until like a week after.
0: Oh, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, I I get a little too nervous about, like, getting an audit or something for extending mm-hmm. my taxes, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Like, apparently your chances go up. I don't know if that's true. Mm. Maybe it's
2: just something they say so you don't file an extension. Yeah, you know? that could be true. I've also heard from, <clears throat> like, various tax people that the IRS is so backed up with everything that you have to do something real egregious to, like, yes. call their attention to you. Yeah. I'll tell you,
0: mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, I... um got a cashier's check for ten thousand dollars that i owed them hmm. and um and sent it to them and they told me that they didn't get it oh yeah yeah and and it was like okay well you know that was a check from my bank to the irs so i don't know what to do about this and yeah, they're like what's- <laughs> oh, just wait you know nine months or so just we're real backed up right now Let's just see if it straightens itself up uh, okay. Wow. Okay. okay. You said it, I didn't. Yeah. So uh
1: uh uh I one year <clears throat> so I was living in Texas, right? Doing freelance work in Texas and whatever and you know, this one of the companies I was working for, I never filled out a ten ninety nine, nothing. I thought it was all gonna be like, you know, hey, here's a little bit of money for doing some work that we <laughs> did, right? <clears throat> Turns out they somehow got my information, sent it to the IRS. Well, during that time, I moved from Texas to Portland, right? And so, when I did my taxes, you know, I didn't put any of that information in, but I got audited or whatever the next year saying, hey, you didn't pay enough, you know, in taxes. You owe us this much money. And I was like, oh, that sucks. And then... Oregon because I had moved there during that time said oh you made this money while you were in Oregon you owe us that much money too so even (laughs) though I didn't do the work in Oregon because I didn't claim it on my taxes Oregon thought I did it there and ended up having to pay $700 in Oregon state tax for not working in Oregon I was so mad about it
0: wow Yeah, I'm not sure whether I paid that or not I hope I did (laughs) (laughs) I hope you did. I'm pretty sure you would have gotten a letter by now. I might have, yeah. Unless you passed the statute of limitations by now. I don't know. Seven years, right? I don't know. Yeah. It's been at least yeah, seven so, years, yeah. So taxes and NAB. I hope everybody is also getting prepped to leave for NAB right yes. now. Yes. To join the, the fun. Uh, we're going to talk about all things NAB today as as well. We're going to get into that and what's going to be going on. But first, we should mention Camp Mograph.
1: Yes, we absolutely should Very mention Camp Mo-Graph, Camp Mograph because tickets officially go on sale on Wednesday, which is exciting. I am so excited for this. Um uh yeah, tickets go on sale noon Eastern time. Uh, You can go to campmograft.com. You can't buy the tickets there. You need to buy them through our Eventbrite page. So make sure you don't go to Mm -hmm. campmograft.com at noon. You go over to the... Actually, if you get there at noon and you're just now signing in, you might have already missed tickets. Right? So just know you Mm got to be ready to go because those tickets Mm -hmm. are are more than likely going to go fast. It's like a drop. I don't want to say that they absolutely will go fast, be, you know. But I, I am assuming by the past two years, or especially by last year, and you know, from what we've been hearing from everyone, how they want to go. So, yeah, make sure and you're I, on yes. our
2: event. What? I, I, I'm extra excited because it's going to be my first year attending. Yes.
0: yes, yes, very exciting. Really excited for you to come. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> yep. Like, like. Oh, man, we were missing you last year. Like, yeah. Oh, Chris would like this. Chris yeah. would like
2: this. So, well, the super you know. bummer last year was it was like, well, camp was coming up and then we were running half res in Chicago. And then mm-hmm. NAB was right after. It's like, well, yeah, it's busy. I'll just do NAB. And of course, yeah. NAB ends up getting canceled. So yep. all the people I thought I was going to see, I didn't see yeah. again. Yeah. And it, so it was like the worst double whammy ever.
1: Yeah, I know. Right. It's so funny. We're driving into. So we're at camp. We didn't have any cell phone service. Right. And then I leave the camp in order to go, like, pick some people up. And then I have this voicemail from Paul Bab saying, yeah, I think we're going to cancel NAV." And I was like, <laughs> oh,
0: man. Oh, yeah. That
1: sucks. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, tickets go on sale noon Eastern. Mar- I- I- if you're planning on going, I would 100% recommend... Uh setting your alarm right now, so uh there are two mm-hmm. different types of tickets. We've got the community cabin tickets where you share a cabin with your MoGraph friends. then we've got the single cabin tickets uh where you have your own room, your own private bathroom, and stuff like that. so um uh, make sure you know which one you want uh, uh there is a wait list, you know we do have a wait list once we sell out you know if if we sell out I don't wanna I don't wanna say <laughs> don't we will we, well, but I'm just saying like if we sell out, yes. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, it's, uh, campmograph.com, the Eventbrite page, it'll link you to the Eventbrite page, uh, it's September 15th through the 19th, it's gonna be a lot of fun, I'm very excited, amazing speakers, just make sure, if you're really, really wanting to go, just be on that Eventbrite page, and, uh, hit the refresh at exactly noon Eastern time, and, so what will happen is those tickets will show up if it says there's an access code you're either too early or too late or something and then uh uh, you'll see community cabin and private room cabin and like you have 15 minutes to check out if you get one of those what happens (laughs) what happens i think as long as people add it to cart and they go to check out you have 15 minutes don't worry
0: about rushing through that just get it done because we need the information you got 15 minutes you know to do
1: it and i think it should be fine so, yeah, you've
0: secured that spot yeah. once you, yeah. You're if fine. for
1: some reason it doesn't work and you're texting me saying, hey, why am I getting this error? Like five minutes later, I'll be like, your, your ticket's already sold out, yo. Sorry. <laughs> anyway,
0: we're trying. We're trying. Ooh, we're trying. Ooh, so we're Camp trying. MoGraph,
1: uh, super mm-hmm. excited. Yes, make sure and get there, buy tickets, have fun. We're going to have an awesome time. Uh, uh, and we couldn't have done it, of course, without all of our amazing sponsors. Uh, first up, our global sponsor, Otoy. Otoy is sponsoring the entire event. Uh, Camp Mo- o- Otoy presents Camp MoGraph. We're super excited about that. Um, And then our two village sponsors, Maxon and Video Copilot, you will be staying in one of the two villages on camp, either the Maxon village or the Video Copilot village. Super excited about that. And our gold sponsor, Grayscale Gorilla. Yay! I'm super excited to have them on board too. Yeah, so uh, very excited for Camp MoGraph. Thanks to all of our sponsors for helping keep the ticket prices down. Uh, And yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun. You're going to have a lot of fun. So make sure and get your tickets Wednesday. Wednesday set your alarms now this Wednesday
0: yes and speaking, speaking of, events, of events
2: i think chris you have something to, mm-hmm. to tell us about uh, yes, this is, I'm treating this as sort of the official announcement, but we now officially have the date for this year's Half Res, Half Res 2022, so you can actually go to halfres.com right now for a save the date, make sure you click and oh, sign yeah. up for the newsletter, click the get notified button, mm-hmm. and when the official information is out and tickets are available, then you'll get the email right away and you'll want to jump in, we're going for a full scale Half Res, where it's mm-hmm. going to be as big as it ever has been, trying to make <laughs> it even bigger, and what's pretty cool is timing wise it's the weekend before camp happens so mm-hmm. if yeah. you're if you're looking to maybe do a uh, half work fun vacation or come to the u.s it's a good kind of double feature you could do doing half res and then less than a week later you'd be hanging out at camp so mm-hmm. pretty cool combination that's right so, i'm looking at up. you f- rate zero come yeah. on
0: over come on phil come Wings to phil.
1: <laughs> If you need a place to stay in the meantime, in between half res, you know, you can just fly to Dallas and hang out with me and then fly with us, you know, it'll be fine. You can come stay in my house from
0: overseas. Come on, Haley. Come on, everybody. Everybody overseas. Come on. (laughs) Hey, this is Dave. I just wanted to stop for a moment and thank our sponsor, Otoy, the creators of Render Network and of course, Octane. But I don't have to tell you that. You know who they are. You see the results of their render engine all over the interwebs. And we're very grateful that they're supporting what we're doing at Mograph.com from this podcast to Mograph TV to events like local meetups and Camp Mograph and all our community building efforts. We can't wait to show you what's in store. All thanks to their support. Go check them out at Otoy.com. Now, back to the madness. Yeah, and uh, Half Reds will be on a Friday
2: for the first time ever, which is exciting. It was always on a Wednesday in the past, which always made for a really Mm. rough Thursday for people going to work. So (laughs) uh, we've fixed that up. Uh, We've been lining up some speakers and a panel. We're going to be front-loading the presentations this year. So there's always been this conflict, a fun conflict of, like, there's presentations happening, and then everybody's also hanging out and drinking and networking. Mm -hmm. So now we're like, we're going to front-load the presentations, and then everybody's free to go and hang out for the rest of the night cool oh, that's cool so,
0: that's cool that's cool that'll be fun really looking forward to that like i'm just looking forward to getting back out there and no, with no speaker
1: announcements yet right no uh, Speaker announcements. are you allowed to say I, I'll, I'll say
2: the i'll say the first one assuming mm-hmm. that he's still in because we actually lined him up like three years ago and he's like <laughs> yep he's still in and he double checked yep. because he's also speaking for you guys at camp we got him first though but joey oh. from school of motion is Joey is not like our, speaking uh, for us. Oh, he's No, no, he's not. No, 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 he's no. Not. no, no we
1: asked him, but he said he had other obligations, which I
2: guess is oh, you, <laughs> maybe. <Yeah>, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so it's we'll double check it. But yeah, that that should be exciting. He'll be doing kind of the keynote, state of the union. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That'll be
1: fun. Yeah.
2: <clears <clears <throat> yeah. Very cool. That that's awesome, dude. Like we're gonna definitely be
0: there. We're we we might we only be, be there. there for the one day because yeah. we got to get back and head to
2: camp early. Yeah, to you have plenty to do, but yeah. Yeah, because we'll so go in. are made to we'll like almost all of them.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I've got uh, let's see, half 6, five, six, seven. I've got all those skateboards mm-hmm. on my wall. That's, yeah, you know. Nice. Oh, those then,
2: are the the super prize.
1: Yeah, yeah. those are the super prize. <laughs> I found a I found a cube one year. <laughs>
2: yeah, those are those are my favorite. I love the cubes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You fine. got
0: some fun games and stuff playing like that.
2: Yeah, we're trying to figure out exactly how it paces out, because every year I do a new version of the pinball machine, which is just really yeah. fun, which is a mm-hmm. an Espresso in uh-huh. Cinema 4D, and yeah. then I made a big, giant digital pinball machine, so it's all running on our Arduino board, so you can click the buttons, and then Cinema 4D itself is playing the pinball machine. So I'll probably have a new version of that. We're trying to figure cool. out how to do the cube races, which has always been really fun, but mm-hmm. if we're kind of front-loading presentations, we're probably going to have to front-load all of those as well. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of conversation of some you know potentially new interactive type things we got to figure out exactly how it goes down yeah, yeah it's It's early in the planning process for a lot of that, so we'll we'll see yeah <clears> and then of seen- course the cubes the cubes are there every year, and for anybody who doesn't know oh, a yeah. uh, thing that we started almost right in the beginning was. We're always like what what do you we need something fun for kind of like the the introverts, the really quiet people in the group uh <laughs> so we started three d printing up these cubes every year and they started getting fancier and fancier and then we started mm-hmm. putting electronics in them and we would hide them throughout the venue and there wouldn't be too many there'd be maybe twelve twenty at the most, and so people could go around and hunt for these things and people started like running in to find them and like rushing around <laughs> the entire venue to track them so we started slowly hiding them throughout the night so that people had a chance the entire time of yeah. potentially finding one the so, amount of
1: time i have I like wasted that. at half res going around looking for damn cubes <laughs> <laughs>
0: Matt's spending all his time like searching around the bathroom floor like what are you doing in there (laughs) I swear there's a cube
1: behind this toilet here there's a cube I gotta check again they might have placed it
0: after I left five minutes ago yep Uh, I I love I love that
2: idea and it's always been Mm -hmm. super fun and people people dig it and, chris you uh, should
0: do uh uh so
1: i was i was on tiktok the other day and i saw them uh showing off different pinball machines at the pinball hall of fame which oh, okay. we will which be going to, to be? Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah there was a like a double decker pinball machine right mm-hmm. we should try and figure that out do two tvs right yeah. Double decker. Oh, well,
2: it's already it already <laughs> does have two TVs because right. one is just playing a video. Flat, but if right. I stretch yeah. potentially, if I stretch Cinema 4D to cover both screens, Ooh. like that might work. Or you could get
1: it to where if it lands in a certain spot, it creates an entirely new like field to play in.
2: Mm. That, oh, it changes gets the layout. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, yeah. be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Trigger layouts based on. Buttons.
1: <laughs> cool. That's exciting. Oh, I'm super excited. Yeah. I'm so excited about events again. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's the year
0: of events. What if, what if we could do some sort of special prize where if you find something at Half Res <gasps> and then you find something at camp the next week. Ooh, like no. they're like two puzzle pieces <laughs> that unlock something. Right. Like, I was gonna I say, think. like
2: the, the cube can be the key, and then there's some sort of locked Ooh. box that yeah. also has to be found, and then one will unlock the other. The key master
1: and the gatekeeper. Right. <laughs> <laughs> me and Mark me and Mark were playing around with ideas like that. Uh uh like i don't know if i want to make it official <laughs> if i want to say it because we were playing around with like different like you know you've got like uh you know like a a, a candy uh like those candy dispensers or whatever We'd, oh yeah we had joked we we had we had thrown yeah. around the idea at one point of like doing like you know custom t-shirts or like discount codes or something and if you find certain things around camp you know that would unlock them like little coins or something okay you know i don't know it could be mm. fun
2: yeah yeah. Camp coins. That would be that camp would be a virtual claw machine virtual claw, oh, machine. claw machine. I'll never be doing anything but the claw machine. Then. Right. Oh, yeah. That's a good
3: idea. Be I, love, fun.
1: I, I love claw machines.
3: Hi, my name is Sashia Dumont. I'm a writer, actor, and filmmaker. Hi, my name is Paul Robinson. I'm a director, DP,
1: and filmmaker. We are the creators and hosts of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, an online source for all things indie film.
3: We are a husband and wife film team and co-owners of Send3 Productions, and we started this podcast for filmmakers like ourselves who were producing on micro-budgets with Skeleton Crews.
1: Go Gorilla is a weekly podcast that features various talents in TV, film, and web series productions.
3: We've interviewed filmmaker powerhouses like Kestrin Pantera, Richard Raymond, Alex Ferrari, Cassandra Ebner, and Ryan Connolly. Amazing actors like Hannah Ward, Lou Taylor-Pucci, Chris Wataski, and Eileen Gruba groundbreaking cinematographers like Jodie Lee Lipes and Jessica Lee Ganyi, and many more. We also offer weekly reviews of our favorite films and shows, which vary from low-budget first-time filmmakers to A-listers and everyone in between. Go Gorilla is proud to announce that we have officially joined the MoGraph Podcast Network.
1: So if you love filmmaking as much as we do,
3: tune in every Sunday for a new episode of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your your source source for for all things things indie film. film. Now available on the MoGraph podcast network
0: real quick you got a matt you 've got a little uh, ravcock what 's your flavor
1: uh, yes, is this about the uh, the new the new octane Orbix exporter Orbix exporter yeah, yes. so super exciting. Um, I was on our slack the other day, uh, just going through the different channels because I have eight hundred notifications on all of them and i 'm just trying to get rid of the highlighted ones. And I saw that Dino in the uh, the Slack had mentioned the new Orbix exporter. So I'm using uh, 2021.1.1. Um, I, I know they actually just released 2022.1, the XP version or whatever, like the experimental build, which is exciting. Super exciting. I, I want to try that once this big project we're wrapping is up. Um but uh they introduced a new Orbix exporter. So, you know, for those who are aware, you know, exporting Orbix out has always kind of like sucked a little bit, you know. It's it's it wasn't super reliable and you know, you didn't Just know big where files. Y- y- well, I, I mean, mean, yeah, like, which is fine. You know, you're going to deal with big files anyway, Yeah, you know. But like you're not sure about like the progress because it'll say oh yeah. like it'll get stuck at like 25 percent or whatever but this new orbix exporter it's actually built into the octane settings inside your uh your render settings mm-hmm. <clears throat> which is cool it's like right underneath the network rendering option So what's really cool about it is that you can enable it and you can set it to where it will export an Orbix file at the same time it's rendering a local file and stuff like that, which is pretty cool. So say you're you're rendering out like a low res sample of it. You can export that Orbix at the same time. It's got the Orbix. Then you can send that to render and up res it from there. You know, mm-hmm. so you could send more samples or do a higher uh, 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 size. I I I believe you can do that. I don't, I, <laughs> you haven't tried it yet. I mean, <laughs> worst case scenario, you could just open up the Orbix and then change the settings inside, you know, the Orbix file, and then just save it and upload it. But yeah, like that's really cool. So when you're doing a low res version, you could up re- uh, upload it to render and do that. Um. Uh. What else? Uh. But yeah, and it also. <clears throat> uh or you can just do it by itself and render them out um, uh, or export out the Orbex file. But what's the best part about it is it opens up the picture viewer and it will tell you like the progress of how many frames. So you know exactly where you're at in the export. It's really, really nice. So nice. super cool. Yeah. Um I'm having some issues with TFD with it, you know. I got to figure out myself. But, yeah, you know,
0: I bet the cash and all of that because I'm
1: sure it is, you know, and uh, Vernon in Discord was saying maybe we should maybe I should try exporting to a VDB and figuring it out there. But I don't know if that will even work because it's exporting an Alembic file. But for some reason, it's not seeing my on and off. But that could be because I'm also well, on an okay. earlier version. Of Here's what you do. Octane, because I know there's Here's a new version do. out.
0: There is a there is a command line thing that comes with TFD, mm-hmm. right? And it takes yeah, the BRD files yeah. or whatever they are. It converts them to a, a voxel format, yeah, which you can then bring in as a, that very light uh, yeah. plugin, you know, yeah. where you can just load, you know, any sort of, you know, VDB, VDB. yeah, v, I, VDB.
1: I have thought VDB. about, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have thought about that, but it's like so with this particular case, what's happening is things are moving around and I'm building a TFD SIM in like a stationary place Mm -hmm. so that once the thing gets into the place, that TFD thing is already built and then it shows up. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's like I basically got the TFD SIM off until a certain point and then it shows up, you know, and reveals or whatever, but it's seeing it basically the whole time. And like I said, it could be because I'm using an older plugin or whatever. I maybe bet if you did the it.
0: VDB, I, I bet that would help you yeah. a lot as far as exporting to a, a an Orbex.
1: The I only guess. thing that I can think is maybe I could keyframe like the emission to be like from zero to a hundred, you know, but I have like six different takes of it. So I would have to keyframe all of them. You know, Ooh, that's getting real complicated. It is getting real... Get it's too. a very complicated <laughs> oh, project, man. yeah. Wow. So...
0: Well... <laughs> Chris has... Uh, it probably doesn't have to deal with the Orbeck stuff. He's he's doing the red shifts, But yeah. soon. True. But True. soon. You soon. Know. Yep. Soon.
1: I want... Yeah, you we'll know, see. I was thinking about it. I want to do a, 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 a... Octane has changed so much, you know, since everyone has done their Octane tutorials and stuff like that. I'd love to do another, like you know octane breakdown tutorial series or whatever like compared
0: to redshift or something or
1: i don't know or like jump start you know your way into octane or jump start Ooh. your way into redshift or like any one of these i think it'd octane be really cool boosts octane, octane boosts, boost, right <laughs> yeah
2: yeah there i mean go. the stuff changes so quickly that yeah I, and at any given point like if somebody hasn't touched it in a year they're gonna be like well i'm too out of date now so those refreshes right. are always going to be valuable right the problem yeah. is that making that video means it's got an expiration date of probably like six months or a year. Right. So, right. Absolutely. That's the part too. Yeah. There's a, there was a time back in the day where you could make a tutorial and it was good for like eight years.
4: Right? <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> now, some of those early
4: GSG
1: uh, tutorials I still go back to. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but then,
2: but then, like, one little thing will change, right. and it kind of breaks the entire concept, especially the types yeah. of rigs I would build. I know yeah. the wacky, waving, inflatable tube guy tutorial yeah. <laughs> was always a popular one, but I think they changed one thing in one of the tags, and it just breaks the entire thing. Really? Like, wow, yeah.
1: I made so, a wacky, yeah. waving, inflatable arm-flailing tube man one time, but I used the, uh, it was right when X-Particles came out with their XP cloth, and it worked amazing. It was oh, nice. really, it worked really well.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I saw a question I saw a question about uh uh Maxon and and what they're gonna be announcing as well. There's there's supposed to be an announcement on four twenty. Four twenty. I didn't realize yeah. April twenty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's they a lot to going on. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> there's there's um there's something that Paul said that they're gonna announce and um so Wednesday is gonna be <laughs> They're buying us. Red Lobster. Yes. <laughs> Shh, you're not supposed to tell Oh, sorry. Though. Oh no. Oh no, it's ruined. <laughs> I broke my NDA. <laughs> yeah. Um but Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday we are we're waking up and like ticket sales <laughs> yeah. and then uh I don't know What
1: time's the max on uh, announcement?
2: I have no idea
1: yeah it's
2: yeah, been all over the place sometimes oftentimes i've woken up it's already up but you know they're mm-hmm. on california time but then right. sometimes germany would be like germany. oh no we're announcing kind of night before when it was their yeah. morning so yeah. y- right. you don't know yeah <laughs> so just keep an eye out that's all we can say right yeah and yeah. then
0: um and then as soon as all that's over matt and
2: Nick and I are getting on a plane, and yeah, and we're going to Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, like right after that. Like yeah. Uh, yeah, well, on, the, on, uh, tight. <laughs> on that Wednesday, I'm actually going to have Rick Barrett from Maxon be a guest on my uh, Rocket Lasso live stream, where we nice. will talk about Cinema 4D. That's awesome. So nice. That's always fun.
1: 8 a.m. Yeah, uh, Rick, is that is oh. that Pacific? There you go. Or is that Eastern? Or what? Which which time zone is that? I'm going to assume D- that 11 a.m. That Eastern. So that's, yeah, that's Pacific. So 8, 8 a.m. Yeah. Pacific. Mm-hmm. Y'all are going to be up that early? Jeez.
0: Specifically, specific <laughs> time. Specific time. Specific. Yeah. <laughs> specific. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm excited about that. So Rick's going to be on Wednesday with you. What time is that? That's uh, 2 o'clock Central. Is that correct. right?
2: Yeah, 2 o'clock Central, I think 7 UTC, the Universal Time. Yes.
0: <laughs> the good old Universal I'm very familiar with it now. Oh, with yeah. TV. I'll yeah. tell you that. <laughs> yeah um and then rick uh, uh monday we're not going to have a show then rick right. will be on the show the on our show the following our show, week, the following our week, show yeah. uh the following week we're just week passing to, rick around yep. you know? yeah <laughs> yeah like, he's, he's doing
4: the he's I got to first. do the
2: press tour
0: right
4: the talk
2: shows It's so great <clears> getting throat> throat> Rick on because he knows you know the software as well as anybody does, as yeah, well as the right. history of the software right, and right, he's also right. somebody who's in the pipeline, like so right. when people are in the chat like, "Oh, I really wish we had this, he's like i I, I, will, I saw I will that. make a note yep <laughs> uh-huh,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: be in the slack channel, <laughs> yep,
0: poor guy. Yeah everybody's like this thing in 74d isn't working i'm like well just you know hit up rick in
2: the slack channel i'm sure thanks, he's not rick. doing anything yeah
0: thanks yeah. rick that's <laughs> all rick
2: see rick was yes. a secret for just me for a long time that i could i could be messaging rick right and say, oh he's my person on the inside whenever i had a crazy right. technical question yeah um and you can imagine the type of question that i'm yeah that i get stumped be like oh no on. So not be like, i gotta reach again. out to rick but <laughs> yeah. uh that's back in the day of like the forums and whatnot and now everything is the uh the slack channels and the, yep. the discords and the, mm-hmm. the instant yeah. answers
0: yep um nab <clears throat> real quick let's just go through a quick update rundown as well Do they have
1: did they uh, release the list of all the presenters have they done that yet? i haven't I seen that
2: publicly don't yet. know yeah, I, I mean, seen I've a privately
1: movie. seen who everyone is is going to be, but I don't know if they've publicly <laughs> <laughs> announced anything yet. Yeah, I don't.
2: I've seen right it. Now. Maybe maybe Rick will tell us. It's a good. It's a really great lineup. I'll it say it. No, lineup. it's yes. it's
0: on uh, the 3D Motion Show site now. Oh, it was it? Not it, it the other on day. Friday. It is <laughs> Sunday, April twenty fourth. Uh, Where are, we are going to start out with uh, Travis Ragsdale. Uh, yeah. For, for all of those who have not done this before, remember: if you present. In the morning, <laughs> keep it light the night before. Keep it light the night before. Relatively
2: <laughs> light the night relatively before. Night.
0: Yes, relatively. Yeah, light. So you got yeah. Travis Ragsdale is going to be the first one in the morning. Uh, EJ, Sasha, mm-hmm. Brian. Okay, yeah. The whole pre- the whole presentation. There's some TBDs in mm-hmm. here. Like if you go to Monday, um, but.
2: Uh, they have oh listed. There's a few yeah, so for you. Are you yeah. reading your your presentation? I, I just read what they did. Like, yeah. I, I, like I didn't say to make that public. I put that in parentheses. So. Oh, that's funny. You actually wrote that. Yeah, and they, they, they skipped the over. <laughs> they, I, I put I put the entire title to them and said, but uh, and it's it well, you know, for anybody who's out there, my presentation um. is called Maxon Secret until April twentieth. That's funny. <laughs>
0: there you go there you go oh this oh, is gonna be so great
2: <laughs> i mean
0: look at the look you got Ch- uh chad perkins ellie mm-hmm. wade i'm sure i skipped some people Hashi, be- Annie mr. Needham, mr I,
1: beepleman I, mike
0: beepleman jonathan winbush what up what up oh i'm man. really excited about these uh
1: artist and tbd I hear they are an excellent friend.
2: I I didn't (laughs) know Andy was going to be there. (laughs) Andy's one of my favorite guys. Who? Andy?
1: Yeah.
4: Andy.
0: yeah. Andy, yeah. Yeah. And Phil will be there as well. Yeah. Yeah all our favorites <sighs> from across all the pond our
1: favorites man it's gonna feel like three years hasn't passed at all this is yeah.
0: classic this is mm-hmm. classic like if you haven't been to nab before like this is classic crew yeah. I'm very excited yeah yeah and then look all look these
1: all these uh new kids are gonna show up just like they did at the design plus motion mm-hmm. and we're all gonna feel really old and it's Mo-Graph gonna suck sar- oh, <laughs> we no. are
0: the MoGraph boomers <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, I'm but that's in, fun because we we'll get to hang 30s, out I'm and uh, <laughs> the, the, um, the, no- the noobs get to meet the the old fuddy-duddies. We get to yeah. tell them, you know, what it was like when we had to edit VHS and all yeah. that stuff back in the day and get to tell them how easy they have it now with GPU yeah, right? render engines. We didn't, yeah. we didn't
1: back in our day, we didn't have right-click save as a Alembic. Come on, we had to yeah. export Dude. that like a... Like a
0: poor We had person. to render CPU <laughs> uphill both ways. <laughs> 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 That's good. That was good. Yeah. So it's <laughs> going to be fun. Uh, the Beer <clears throat> House, it used to be the Beer House uh, meetup that mm-hmm. we would do mm-hmm. every year. Uh, started out as just like hanging out, and then it turned into a whole event. Yeah. Uh, we are, we're one of the sponsors for that, which it's not at the Beer House this time. It is at Tom's Urban, Yeah, and that is going to be Sunday night. Mm-hmm. So uh, make sure that you do get a ticket for that. Now, here's the thing. If you don't have the info that you need, mm-hmm. all you got to do is go to MoGraph.com slash NAB2022, and you can get things like the uh, Maxon exhibit code, that you can use to get a ticket now here's the thing it says it expired on the 8th of april i know for a fact that it is indeed still working because so if you need that yeah. promo code at the last minute it is still working um, do you know what the and, code is um it's well like let LB me just something let me just go to mographcom slash nab <laughs> 2022 <clears throat> and i'll just you know bring that right up here and you can see what it looks like and um, down here, the code is I LV6739. The,
1: the loving look that EJ has on that
0: picture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we are all very good friends. <laughs> we are all having a good time. <clears throat> um, yeah, so there's your code, and that is Sunday. So mm-hmm. Sunday is the first day, so make sure that you get there. Uh, here's the thing. You don't have to get there at doors unless you want to be there for that part of the fun yeah. but it gets all packed up and everybody's in front of the door waiting to get in and it's yeah, and just the first kind of presentation annoying. isn't
1: even until what ten thirty anyway
0: so yeah take your time just yeah you don't have to be there for the doors opening let that happen get yourself a coffee come down catch travis first presentation you know mm-hmm. come say hi um and then oh 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 Remind me of one thing after we talk about NAB. Yes. Remember, say, remember, say hey, Dave, remember that thing? Hey, Dave, remember talk that thing? Talk about that thing. Okay. okay. Uh, anyway, so Sunday. Okay, Monday. I don't know what is going on after show. Mm-hmm. That's kind of up in the air. I don't yeah. know if anybody else has plans. I don't know if there are dinners to be had and other things going on. But mm-hmm. what I will say is Media Motion Ball is having a beer house thing mm-hmm. that night. Oh, oh yeah. interesting. Yep. Yeah. That's a switch. switch.
1: When in doubt, also assume Mm. that we will just end up at Whiskey Down at some point. Almost (laughs) a guarantee. Oh, that's every night. Yeah, that's every night.
0: That's every night. And, uh, all right, so Tuesday, here's the big one. Here's what you got to know for Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So, uh, first of all, show floor, come see all the presentations and things, right? Then, that night, this is Tuesday night, this is the night you want to be rested for. This is the night you want to (laughs) be hydrated for. Right. This is the night. This is the night, okay? (laughs) So it starts out with the Maxon Pinball Party, which is is Tuesday night. I don't have the exact time, um, but all the information can be uh, uh, received from... People at the Maxon booth who will be Mm -hmm. able to um, give you a wristband or whatever that is for that event. That's generally how that works for that event. And we've decided to follow suit and do the same thing. We're going to do wristbands as well. We got these cool little gold wristbands. Also, if you are coming, make sure that you come and get a jelly bracelet from us.
1: Ooh, jelly. Now,
0: the the jelly bracelets, this is something that we did at <clears throat> camp, and it went over extremely well. Yeah. And uh, now I'm seeing that, like, somebody actually is marketing this concept and making a million dollars, but here's what we
1: do. Yeah, we should have done that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is This is what we did at camp, and uh, all we did is we just got color jelly bracelets like these mm-hmm. it's got mograph.com Vegas 2022 on them and we got the different colors and this is all this is is a a um non-verbal way of communicating how comfortable you are with covid level right yeah if it's whatever anything goes it's yeah. green if you're kind of you know I'm mask up in <laughs> claustrophobic situations yeah. you know I'm being a little careful I'm really making sure I'm washing my hands yeah. I got to be you fist bumps, know, um, maybe fist bumps. bumps. Yeah. Yeah, no no hugs, you know, yeah. but we can fist bump. It's not that bad, but you right. know, I'm not hundred percent. And then there's the the red one which we honestly a lot of people did not pick at camp. Yeah. Um now in that situation, you know, I think just about everybody who's vaccinated and tested and all that. I don't know, you know, some of these events we're going to are not going to have that. So, if you have family members and things that you're concerned about, you know, you you really are are still trying to keep your distance and be safe, you take this red one. So, even if you're not coming to one of the parties or whatever it is, we got a ton of these. So, just meet up with us and grab one of these helps plus you know it's it's swag yeah. at the same time so. Exactly. and the
1: green well, ones like are totally okay with like coughing right in your face it's alright <laughs> you know. yeah sharing well, drinks all the time
2: yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah making out well you yeah. have to imagine that uh, the people who would wear the red have mostly <clears throat> self selected to not go to Vegas and be on a right. giant show floor right. Right. right exactly right.
0: Yeah, you know exactly <clears throat> Yeah, you know I mean the limos and things I, I'm probably going to wear a mask and limo you know and, I, and, and I karaoke might I'm be cool. off and on. I really don't know. It, I'll, I'll feel it out when I get there. But we, should, we do um, need
1: to bring some like wipes for the microphones and stuff. You oh, know, we will have it. yeah, okay.
0: cool for sure. Yeah, yeah. And now, now here's the thing. We are tr- <laughs> trying to get this list settled. I, I have some uh, some yellows marked on our list for this event that I have to verify mm-hmm. because right now we have a little bit of a backlog of a waiting list for the next event which is the one you need the gold paper <laughs> mograph bracelets for uh-huh. this is a VIP bracelet that you have to get from us I have a list of the people who want a bracelet already and it is already like overflowing so we may need to get more limos and more karaoke room mm-hmm. but we are we're monitoring
2: the situation
1: yes Yes. yes.
2: Also so, from um, from the parts of that year's NAB that I remember, that was one of the most fun parts. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was halfway Chris, through that. that. You are that presenting I at 10:30 the next morning, so don't party too hard the Oh, night come of on. The NAB. We didn't learn our lesson. <laughs> oh, there, that, that's Maxon didn't learn their lesson. <laughs> okay. Well, that's my second presentation that might be more of a like a mm, uh, rocket Lasso right. live there situation you go. where there I'm you just go. doing it uh, making it up as I go. <clears throat> cool, so, funny.
1: We've also got so, um
2: Oh, oh yeah we got shirts
1: we got some mograf.com shirts so come find me
0: we'll have yeah. some on the show floor I Yeah, one. we'll bring some of this stuff out to um, our party uh, <laughs> our party do, table do or whatever, whatever we have at the event <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: Rick, oh, do you man. remember um, okay Tuesday so the pinball party will be going on mm-hmm. uh, and then at 10 15 okay mm-hmm. this is very important at 10 15 <laughs> the limos arrive To go to the next event. Yep. You have to have that bracelet to get in to Mm -hmm. the limo and to get into the event. At 10.30 p.m., we will be leaving. Yes. The limos will be leaving. We have four, maybe five or six now, uh, stretch homer limos. And we will be going down the strip uh, because the Pinball Hall of Fame now is on the strip. So we're going to be continuing up and down the strip. Yeah. And then we will be ending at 11-ish, 11-something beginning... I don't know, 11, 11, uh, 11.15. Parking lot of the Venetian. We'll go in the Venetian, and we have two VIP rooms, maybe maybe three, I don't know, um, where we'll be doing um, karaoke and things like that for the rest of the night. Now, you are uh you you do need to find your way home we do not yes. have a shuttle taking you back to yeah. the hotel but it is not far from the venetian anyway, anyways so yeah not that big I've, of a deal. I've
1: i've i've drunkenly sure made that. that 30 minute walk
2: before oh <laughs> uh, you mean the 30 minute walk <laughs> oh that's actually goodness. a
0: two-hour walk <laughs>
2: right
0: <laughs> uh, i, I have really uh, wandered aimlessly through the streets of vegas and not a great state before it's no oh, yeah that's a very that's confusing. a tradition
1: yeah right yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this can be very confusing. Uh, okay, so that's that. Now, um, Wednesday. I don't know what's going on Wednesday. I don't know either. I have no idea. Um, again, check the Slack. any uh, yep. NAB in the Slack. And now we will move on. Hey, Dave, remember that thing. Yes. Ooh, thanks, because I forgot. <laughs> I done. wanted to mention the, I was the so Rococo focused suit. on
1: remembering the yeah. thing.
0: <laughs> the Rococo suit came.
1: Yeah, it did. Yeah. Yay! Really excited the about second, that. The so. second suit hasn't come yet. The second, like, thing has come Oh, the, yet. the textile. The textile. Rococo. Rococo. Our motion capture suit. The new oh smart goodness. suit
0: mm-hmm. Pro 2. Um, I am slowly learning how to use it. Mm-hmm. I had some hurdles. I gotta say, I had some hurdles. I didn't know exactly what I was doing, and I'm so agreeing to this, right? Like, Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I managed to get it working. I got these separate batteries i got the things connected i'm, I'm starting to learn about that mm-hmm. i'm still kind of messing with the beta version of the software i have not gotten it uh hooked up to cinema 4d yet mm-hmm. but you know i should just wear it to nab yeah oh at least that would be all hilarious the time. <laughs> just always wearing it you know just just wear it around hook it up to one of the machines so mm-hmm. like whatever i'm doing on site like there's a cinema 4d yes. with some character running around mm-hmm. doing funny things yeah um, but yeah, I'm I'm liking it. I'm I'm trying to learn just enough to be able to do a couple things with it, so that when Jags gets here, Jags yeah. is coming in May. He's gonna have one. We're gonna do a whole thing. Um, I believe now that that uh, Sam from Rococo is actually going to join us in our yeah. little uh, adventure in May, and, yeah, and show fine. us all the ins and outs. So we are gonna learn how to do some really great motion yeah, we're capture do a, for cinema. And, a
1: video on it, hopefully, nice. yeah. Jags I I, I was telling Jags he needs to do an unboxing video when he gets it tomorrow yeah
0: (laughs) for sure yeah and and the the great thing too is that like
1: of plugging in (laughs) wire
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah you'll you'll just see me walking around plugging in wires just sitting at a keyboard just hitting (laughs) a button mouse button every five minutes sweating yeah yeah um so yeah so uh that's fun just look for updates on that and now let's talk uh let's talk uh, to chris about about what he's been up to and um and uh maybe you can uh tell us a little bit more about things like um scene nodes and stuff like that i am yeah very fresh to that i have been very busy and haven't had time to dig into that kind of stuff you know i mean um I, I have MoGraph TV on all the time. And uh, you're on there many, many times throughout the week. And I gave you many, will, many hours. Yes, of- <laughs> all the things. Yeah. Um. And, and and so what happens is I'll walk into the room, right? You, know, you can see on Matt's screen there, he's got MoGraph TV on. And walk in, and I'll see you doing something crazy cool in some scene nodes. Or, you know, you got capsules. You got a whole thing going. There's one in particular, I think, with Casey you know, oh, yeah. and you're getting super geeky with it. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool! But I walked in at the middle of this. I need to go check this out from scratch. And there's one day I opened Cinema when I had like a spare minute, and I opened up like scene notes to like a blank screen, and I was like, uh, uh, I don't know uh, what to do now. Yes. So I definitely need to watch something. <laughs> um, so tell us if, if you've never been like, if you haven't played with it at all, what would be the a good primer to start? Do you have? one particular video that's like a really good kickstarter or know of a, a somebody who has one
2: i don't know of a video like that i should make one of those one of the tricky bits is it's changing so much right mm-hmm. now and i think right. that maxon still you know the terminology changes but they're still mostly considering it a uh, like a tech preview or something that's in progress mm-hmm. Like, you never know if something you make might get, you know, the nodes improve in the next version and maybe it breaks something. I mean, I made things like three versions ago in nodes and I open it up. And it's broken, but I only have to fix like two nodes that got like improvements and then it starts mm-hmm. working again. Um, mm-hmm. So you got to keep that type of thing in mind um, for anybody who hasn't opened up the scene nodes at all. You know, the basic way of thinking of it is like kind of super espresso, but you know a lot of people are intimidated just by espresso and right. scene nodes are all the more so because it has the ability of like generating objects from scratch creating new objects like creating complex setups where you are applying materials and objects and modifying uv's and like there's a lot of like baseline math and a lot of programming terms where you are dealing with point arrays that are fed into particular places that have to get combined with like is that an open spline or a closed spline but there are other things, there are other ways of using it that are very simple and very straightforward. Actually, a a good place to get a little primer on this would have been my R24 video. What's new mm-hmm. in R24? I guess it would have been s You built like a whole city or something, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where, yeah, and I step through and it's like, I'll go and do something kind of complicated, but it's like, but let's make something simple. And then I think in r yeah r25 i never remember the s's and the r's um, I know. but in, in r25 i think i also have a section where i'm talking about the, the new scene nodes and we got the ability to make splines from scratch like mathematically make the splines it is a it has the potential and often is a highly technical tool like more technical than expresso ever was mm-hmm. but if you limit the scope of what you're doing you can do things that are way more powerful than Espresso ever did and more simple than Espresso was. We have to put yourself into this mindset of I'm doing a very specific thing where you're doing a sequence of, let's say, I'm selecting a certain number of random. Poly- like, Here's what your capsule is doing. Actually, we should get into capsules where mm-hmm. in, in R25, they introduced the an amazing ability. Uh, Which is the capsules and capsules are essentially when you take a node and drag it into the object manager and Uh you can make really fancy capsules that are way, way more complicated. But the basic idea is like you can grab an extrude and drag it over and now you have a parametric extrude and it's just the node interacting live but you can take those concepts where you're like, OK, I want to build a rig that will randomly select every polygon, do an inset and then an extrude and then a bevel and then select more random polygons and apply a random color and then create a new. And you can do this entire sequence of things as a single capsule, save yeah. that, wrap it up, and now you have this forever or to share out to a team and do a very specific <clears throat> effect again and again. And I've actually been showing off uh, recently in my last presentation for the 3D motion show. uh, the, there's actually a couple of capsules that have almost like new abilities that you could never have done in Cinema 4D at all, where yeah. you can like offset your axis so that, you, um, on a primitive. On a primitive. You don't make yeah. it editable, you apply to a primitive, and suddenly it's sitting perfectly. You can take yeah. the UV layout. <laughs> I don't and have convert to throw it, it to into a null anymore. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) Um, And, and, you know, scaling up. There's all these nice little things that it can do already by itself. And that's not even counting what you could do yourself going in, building Mm -hmm. a custom version or a variant of what it is where you say, I like the extrude, but I want to behave differently. So let me wrap it up, make a tweak, and then close it it down to be a new capsule. And now it has brand new functionality. And then pushing the whole concept even further uh, over the break, you know, from Rocket Lasso Live. I well, Rocket Lasso contracted with Maxon. And mm-hmm. so for three, a little bit more than three months, we were spending pretty much all of our time going really deep into the nodes. We were doing some consulting where we were really testing mm-hmm. it, giving feedback. Here are things that we'd like to see. Here are things that uh, we feel could be improved and, and also discovered like way more of the power. And all the while, while tackling that, we were building tools for Maxon. So right now, if you have R25, two of our tools are already in there. So Mm -hmm. we have the FUI grid and the FUI graph. And in my Maxon presentation for a 3D Motion Show, I walk through those tools. And I think Mm -hmm. they're actually really powerful. They're new spline primitives. And the graph tool is almost as powerful as like a rocket lasso tool that we would release as a plugin. But if you have R25, you already have it on your computer for free. Just open up your asset browser, search for FUI, like, you know. Just the three letters, and mm-hmm. those two tools should pop up. There's a bunch of example scene files as well. So, yeah, there's nothing is better for actually learning a process and even learning how to teach it and to give feedback than building something for real. So, right. trying to make mm-hmm. these real tools that are essentially production ready and give people new abilities they never had before <clears throat> was uh, was a really fun way of exploring and going deeper into the entire process.
1: And are the yeah, the nodes the nodes are a lot quicker, right? Because it's not relying on so much background uh, uh uh processes and stuff right or it's is using the new engine right Specific, it's using the uh, yeah.
2: neutron or whatever yeah there's a the right? new neutron like correct? background like all of the new neutron based background in cinema 4d makes a lot of processes run way faster but mm-hmm. uh to get nitty-gritty the object manager is old it, that's like the older tech in cinema so mm-hmm. by making right. a capsule and dragging it over the object manager needed to be uh, the capsules need to behave in such a way where it almost pre caches everything before it goes over there. So in a way, mm. think of it like a, a video game emulation mm. where like the video game. Uh, you know, you're going to run an old Nintendo game on your computer. It has to run through an emulator, so it's almost like right. these capsules are being emulated into the object manager to work with this older system.
3: So Interesting.
2: you lose a chunk of the speed in that translation over there. So things, the exact same tool will run way faster if you're living in the world of nodes, or it's going to be a bit slower if you drag it into the world of the object manager. Gotcha. Okay. And you can do both. Like they both will interact yeah. and render out with your scene, but you know. Even
0: for but me, but I'm it, sure that they're moving toward everything being based on that eventually, right? That, yeah, mean, that's my that assumption. Seems to be the goal. Yeah, you know, so then that will go away. So, yeah, because yeah. that's Vernon's question here, basically in the in the chat about the performance. Um, but are there performance uh, <laughs> improvements that you see, like in the viewport and stuff, when you're working directly in with the scene nodes? Like, do you do you see um, viewport pr- performance? Increase or anything
2: uh, it depends on what you're doing certain thing there are things that we could never do otherwise that are crazy fast, even in the very first version of the scene nodes when I think it might have still been being called neutron the you could make so many clones and modify them all and change the geometry and have it all running like insanely fast uh, mm-hmm. directly through the nodes uh, that's not the type of thing I tend to build. I like making clean rigs that are really robust mm-hmm. um, and then it's really difficult to speak about, you know, where things go with the future because, you know, where you know, I'm on some of the beta stuff and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. but, uh, but agreed that eventually you would ex- expect that some sort of like, you know, that there's an older object manager right now. Presumably at some point there's going to be the one that works more natively with the nodes. That's not something right. I specifically know, but that'd be assumption that, uh, that I would right. have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And obviously, all of us are used to the workflow of like you want to see all your objects lined up. You don't need mm-hmm. to see all the guts of every tool all the time. Right, so, right. eventually, making things into you know wrapping it up and then dropping them into some sort of object manager would go a really long way to keeping a scene organized. And it also goes to like I was saying with nodes, um, there are nice simple things that anybody could do. But if you're more artistically minded there are, you know, you don't want to know programming terms. Like, you don't want to have to be dealing with, like, concatenating arrays and, like, um, you know, getting kind of really Absolutely. mathematical with it. Um, so so the ability for, like, a TD to build out that type of tool for a team, mm-hmm. and now they don't ever have to think about that. Right. Um, like, you know, that's that's where you see the future of that type of thing going. Yeah. I, I guess it goes yeah. to that I've, I've had a worry for a long time because it's so easy. Right now there's not a great distribution platform for this. But, yeah, the, my example has always been imagine that, okay, Maxon has the cube, the cube primitive. And I go, you know what? Like, there's one thing I've always wanted to be able to do with a cube. So, like, I'm going to take that cube, put it into a wrapper, add a couple abilities, add on three new parameters. That's, you know, that's now the yeah. rocket lasso cube. But then uh-huh. you yeah. guys go and make the MoGraph cube. And then mm-hmm. GSG makes the GSG cube. Ooh, yeah. And oh, suddenly it's like, sense. okay, there are too many cubes. Like, what are we even doing here? <laughs> so I do worry about a world where there'd be... Uh, There'd be a lot of
4: mm-hmm.
2: well. How do I say this? Maxon. These are things you don't think about too much, but Maxon has always done a really good job of taking very technical things, like when you think about the math going on behind the the tools. They've yeah. done an excellent job of translating these things on a very basic level mm-hmm. into artistically friendly tools. Right, and right. there's a, that's an art form of being able to take these crazy technical things and pare it down to a reasonable number of parameters that are named in a clean way, are organized in a clean way and that have a unified uh, like language in the entire piece of software. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy where, and you see this often when people make scripts or something where they're not thinking along those lines <clears> and they, you'll see like, you know, here's like 30 different settings. It's like, yeah, but I don't know, you know, this one says scale and then that one says like, <laughs> Like enlarge. And then this one Mm -hmm. says, you know, and you don't know what those do. So trying to build things in like the Maxon design language is a challenge by itself as well, which is definitely something I was trying to do with all of our plugins, but also making Mm -hmm. those uh, those capsules for Maxon.
1: Yeah, I still don't understand the difference between orientation and rotation when you've got a 3D layer in After Effects. Been in After (laughs) Effects like my whole life. I still don't understand the difference between the two. Like, when am I supposed to use which?
0: Yeah. (laughs) I think it has to do with which way is up. It's like changing your your pivot point, basically, (laughs) I think. I think. I just know that I use it when the other one doesn't work. Right. (laughs) (laughs) How many many tools are
2: like that? Like, I know it's A or B. Was it A? No, must be B. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: Are there are there similar tools in the the nodes that uh, uh, similar to Expresso? Because like what I find myself doing in Expresso a lot is reaching for a math node. Anytime I want to do something, you know, Mm -hmm. like an add, subtract, division. I feel like I can do everything with that node. You know, are there nodes that
2: are similar to that? Oh, totally. I mean, it goes down to the nodes. There are there's different levels of nodes everywhere. Mm -hmm. So you've got like the high. Well, So far, we don't have that many super high level nodes that are like really mature. A lot of what was built are like these medium level nodes or really low level nodes being Mm -hmm. like you're getting down to the base mathematical functions and like concepts of like, okay, you're constructing a polygon object via raw points and determining the direction and the flow and the normals and everything Mm -hmm. like very baseline stuff where it's almost like every primitive in cinema you can make right now through nodes purely mathematically so like the base level stuff is all there and it goes to espresso was tended to be simplified high level things and that yeah you could do some math but it was really pared down where here you're able to get into like the most fundamental levels of what cinema mm-hmm. can produce and mm-hmm. that's where it could get intimidating <clears throat> Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think when we get into a very organized place and you start getting these higher level nodes, then that's where the average artist will be like, oh, I'm comfortable moving into nodes. It's the type of thing I hear a lot about, like uh, where Houdini tends to live of like you can do these very. Big top level nodes where it's like, oh, you're applying dynamics to a system, or you're yeah. now applying these different sims, and you're thinking of it in a very high level. You can go deep if you need to, and you know that's where we are inevitably headed. But right, right now, it's more of the the ground level stuff.
4: Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and like Matt's comment here in the in the chat, you know, talking about Houdini and Maya's version and everything else, mm-hmm. like. Houdini, Houdini is gonna Houdini. Houdini is Houdini. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, that is what it is. And um, one of the things that I love about Maxon is the fact that they that they really listen mm-hmm. uh, to what what people want. And doing this with you and really digging into these, I feel like is one of those things. You know, um, a comment that I made a couple of years ago. Um, we were in some sort of hang out or something you know with like Rick and a bunch of other people was like cinema just needs the ability to open up under the hood if you need to mm-hmm. you know click on this thing open up the hood if you need to and mm-hmm. but if your your average new artist can still jump in and, and do whatever it got a kind of like a weird look when I said that, but I think it's because this was already, already, already working out. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know can't say anything, but um, but that's it. It's it's really great because, like you were saying earlier, if you want to design something and you're on a team, you're like, here's the thing I made to make this work. The rest of the team doesn't need to know how it works. It's just here's your here's your thing. Absolutely, mm-hmm. I your, mean it goes totally. to like
2: we don't know, you know, like coding wise, like how many artists know how the the spear different spear types are made. Like right. there's all math behind the scenes that's making that happen. Right. The uh, and sure. it, well, like look at that render. I bet he didn't even program it. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I have had to get over that as a hurdle. But something I'll, I'll say, keeping it really like uh, abstract here, but like getting communi- to communicate with some of the Maxon development team something that was like really cool and these are things i already knew but something that was really cool was they were really excited for feedback they were they were like oh okay like these are things we need to hear we'd like mm-hmm. they, they they're like how do we <laughs> make things like even better and yeah. having a company that's really open to feedback instead of being like no that's not that wasn't the plan that's not what we're doing it, it was the opposite right. Um, right yeah and so they're that's probably just excited to, like, to not bars. get
1: uh, they're probably just really excited to not see crash reports you know <laughs> feedback from
0: the crash reports I'm just it's, it's it's great to um, it's it's great that they can make it so robust, and then come back to the artist and say, mm-hmm. "Okay, now that this is so robust, what like how do you want to use
2: it?" Yeah, yeah. You know? but even even their first pass on things is is typically really impressive where i think back to fields and fields for me was like one of the greatest additions yeah, I mean, like on absolutely. a technical level um, yeah. but de- just taking the concept of the effector and decoupling what it does and where it does it as a base mm-hmm. concept was huge open right. up so yeah. much power it's another yeah, it's mm-hmm. one of those order of magnitude type of things and their first version came out and it was like pretty dang robust and the next version comes out and it was like it's like oh that you could now put masks and folders and they clean some mm-hmm. things up but yeah. Once they got all the feedback from artists, like not much had to change because they, they got, yeah. you know, they were 90% of the the final like on the first pass. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love I love those things.
0: Yeah. And tell us about your plugins too because since the last time we talked, I think you've
2: come out with two since then? Yeah, it could be. Uh what are the two sure. latest. The I don't two don't remember what latest now. which came out in rapid. We had th- three plugins come out in pretty <laughs> rapid succession. So mm-hmm. we had Ricochet come out, mm-hmm. and I love Ricochet. If you, these are all spline tools to simplify, mm-hmm. so yeah, Ricochet will essentially you're shooting like a laser beam, and it's going to bounce off of objects. But where it gets mm-hmm. really fun is you put it inside of an object, and then you let it bounce around inside, and it's incredibly fast. And uh, yeah, it's just opened up a lot of opportunities. I'm actually kind of shocked when I'm doing the live stream how often it's like, oh, Ricochet is the best way to solve this problem. So, mm-hmm. I really enjoy that one uh and then slicer came out, which is a mm-hmm. another spine tool that you can cut models like on any orientation and there's been some of uh, some other tools along those lines some of them have kind of gotten uh they they're not being developed any further, but I think our tool goes way further and there's way more power in it and Then we have mesh to spline, which mm-hmm. is another like it's a nice I don't know how to put it. I, I tend to make tools that are a little bit more technical. They're not just a flashy artistic thing. They're going to be like a tool that's really creating new functionality for you. Mm-hmm. And Mesh the Spline allows you to convert any model into a spline, but via a lot of different methods of like, is it part of the viewing angle? Is it just the outline? Is it just the interior? Cool. Is it a bunch of little tiny segments? Or is it a continuous spline? We've even got some concepts for the 2.0 version of it with like all these different algorithms. Um, Question. for ways you do of traveling through.
1: Like so, that brings up an interesting point because you're talking about you know if it's just the outline. I wonder, wonder if you could do something similar to where like is it is it just still or is it can you do animated as well? Because if you could do animated and it's outlining it, you could use that as like a stroke effect for like a 2D thing.
2: Oh, totally! No, it's yeah. it's designed for that, and yeah, it's you can totally animate. If you nice. check out the uh, the demo reel for the mesh the spline, and you'll see like all these crazy setups that I did and things like the outline go a long way essentially it go one of the best things about mesh the spline if you haven't watched that you should check it out is a lot of the third-party renderers don't have any kind of sketch and tune they don't have a tune right. style this mm-hmm. enables you to make your own in any renderer because you'll convert right. it to a spline and then you know everything has the ability to render a spline and they're going mm-hmm. to tend to render pretty quickly so yeah by you'll see in the the reel on it mm-hmm. that you know, Here I Dave. can create outlines and then layer something up. So it's like, we're barely seeing these outlines of this object. And here's, uh, um, you know, we're pushing the lines. I, I, I can't even describe it. It's like most uh, tons of things that you can do with sketch into, and you can now directly wow. do with mesh to spline, but that's for any renderer. Cool. And, uh, like I really enjoyed hit that if, video, Dave. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, it definitely got to
3: mute, yeah, cool. but, uh, yeah, Yum.
2: that's just converting. But, uh, obviously wow. it does animation that's what dynamics but yeah right mm-hmm. there you see the uh and this yeah, is this is live good. connecting to an animated model that's and then so that this that that little car animation there rent the entire thing rendered in like a minute it was like so fast to right wow
0: um i uh, see i want to see if i can get my uh my setup working with uh the rococo and that <laughs> plug-in at the yeah. same time and do like live <laughs>
1: oh that's cool
2: <laughs> yeah uh, but it, we're doing a lot of stuff where, like, you can drive it via fields for, like, how far out something mm-hmm, should be pushed mm-hmm. or if it should generate the line at Rad. all. And uh, a lot of, uh, a surprising amount of power. Every time we make a tool, it's like, I kind of envision that as one thing. As soon as I have it in its slightly more robust form, it's like, oh, wow, this is so much more powerful than mm-hmm. than yeah. you would have originally realized. So, mm-hmm. i yeah, really enjoyed those for tools. It. And then yeah. we kind of announced it a couple months ago. But we have our upcoming tool called Utility Splines, which hasn't launched yet. It's ready to launch, but it's just been such a busy month that mm-hmm. essentially me launching a tool takes an enormous amount of like my time doing things I'm not super good at, like all the social media and designing mm-hmm. web pages and promotional material. Not not my area of expertise, so that's always a, an effort. So, yeah. but Utility Splines are as soon as this month is over, I'm hoping to refocus and get that actually out the door. What about do a bunch do? of yeah, it's, it's a suite of, a, of five different tools to take splines and modify them in parametric ways. So, smoothing out a spline, which is super powerful. Yeah. Uh, resampling a spline in a whole bunch of different dynamic ways. Reducing the the point count. with a, we, I think we have five different algorithms for, like, reducing point count. That's and cool. Then, and a couple of them are, like, really, really powerful. Where it's, like, optimizing, where it's only removing the points that aren't important for the visual Sure. So, oh, okay. That's cool. Nice. Uh, and then there's a cleanup one, which is, you know, it's a simple cleanup to stop points from overlapping each other and whatnot. And the last one mm-hmm. will convert a complicated spline into a detailed bezier spline. So once you make it editable, you went oh, from like having a million so points cool. around an object to very few bezier handles uh, that you can manipulate That after. That nice. would be
1: incredible for like... So I just recently did a project where I was... I, I needed to... Like shoot like seven different splines off and just randomly have them go. So I went into X particles, you know, did shot did a shot with seven different you know points and then did a XP tracer, you know, and then made that editable. But once you make that editable, it's like you've got a thousand million points, yeah. you know, going along it. It's like. That what you're explaining is like, oh, Mm -hmm. that could have just saved me a ton of time because I had to go through and like erase, delete, erase, (laughs) delete, highlight, delete, you know. Well,
2: it's all there and interactive to be like, how detailed do you want to be? So, you you know, obviously, Bézier lines are going to start losing fidelity as you drop the point count down. But it goes it goes a really long way. Uh, like I'm really proud of it. It's going to be a great tool once it comes out. It's another that's one cool. that we need to get out the door because while I'm doing the live stream, it's like uh, like I don't want to use a plugin that isn't even available right. to <laughs> anybody yet. But like we need no, to you use utility it. That's plans. the thing. That's how you. Yeah.
1: That's how you market it. You know, you're yeah. like oh yeah, let me let me let me uh, I, I need to do this real quick. Let me show you this new tool that we're working on, and then everyone yeah. gets like super excited and their heart starts racing. They're like yeah, and they I need to get the it.
2: hype yeah. going. Yeah. And right. Every time. Yeah, I, I need to talk to you guys more often. Yeah, about you this do. because I'm like an anti-salesman. Like I'm so. <laughs> shy about showing things off i'm like embarrassed where it's like oh i don't want to force anybody to get a plug-in so like let's do it the non-plug-in no, absolutely. way and it's like boom, or boy, i made tools you, that do this
1: you could do it the andrew kramer way and announce I was gonna it say, <laughs> and not I was release it for like say, four years yeah
0: look at what is it Nebulous? i love you andrew i love video Copilot. No, i'm just giving him yeah <laughs> you just get the hype going so right? hard yeah like we want that we want that so bad now. So bad. Yeah. From from Kramer. <laughs> Video, yeah. It's been yeah. Like three, four years. Yeah. When so, you know, I'm going
2: to be buying that when yeah. it comes out. Yeah. And then and then yeah. we, we I can't talk about specific details. So here's an early, early teaser. But uh, mm. we just started work on a new plugin just a couple of weeks ago. And I was already consulting with you guys about mm-hmm. like the way different people in the industry might mm-hmm. want to mm-hmm. use this. I'm hoping to bring a very basic version to NAB and start getting more direct feedback. Cool. Um, nice. So that was nice, nice. It's proving mathematically trickier than we thought it would in <laughs> a lot of ways. So like there's mm-hmm. so, already so much like clever math going on behind the scenes to make it work. Yeah. Uh, so be.
1: you got to bring some of your tools to NAB and be like, all right, yeah. let's do this and this and this. You know. Yeah. Totally. I'm telling you. Make those sales. Yeah. You know? And, and then have Cocoa an suit. NAB sale yeah. at the same time, and then profit. Actually, yeah, that's, a question question three, profit. Yeah, that's
2: a pretty good. Uh, that's a <laughs> pretty good segue because. Uh, we are doing an NAB sale. We're going to do 25% off all the tools. There you go. Look at that. There you go. So, yeah, as soon as the week of NAB is beginning, I'll get that coupon code out there. I'm probably not cool. going to, like, advertise it too much, but keep mm-hmm. an eye out. If you've been thinking about getting a, a tool from us, you might want to wait a week and then get uh, pick up everything for 25% off. There you go.
0: <laughs> yeah, Matt and uh, Chop in the, in the chat both brought this up about um, being able to take those... Um, those capsules or or modules or whatever out of cinema and use them in other programs as uh-huh. well kind of like you can with the Houdini like the Houdini engines they both brought mm-hmm. it up you know and we're talking about well, could you take something like that and then like transfer it into Houdini or transfer mm-hmm. it into uh, Unreal for something or yeah. boy that could be super powerful too if that ever
2: if that ever uh, was released to, yeah, uh, it kind to- of reminds me of OSL it it does get tricky because you need some sort of universal language for the Mm -hmm. softwares to talk to each other and building a bridge on that type of thing can be incredibly challenging because you need to partner up with the both companies and then like they're going to have their fundamental kind of coding language. You're going to have yours. And it doesn't mean that there's a a one-to-one translation. I can speak to that from uh, GSG when we were developing the second light kit where Mm -hmm. we were trying to make all the different renderers, including the cinema renderer, all look approximately the same, kind of like they should be mathematically the same. Sure. And reverse engineering that was a huge challenge, and it was always a worry that is like if Octane changes the way this parameter works, it just completely breaks the tool. So for every yeah, tool right. that you're supporting, you're asking for more trouble keeping it updated right. as version. Yeah, as version many points out. of failure. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yeah, yep. and it yeah. also goes to there's not a lot of. It's a, that's a very specialized tool. Like, how many people are going to make an advanced rig in Cinema 4D and mm-hmm. then want to move over into Houdini and have that same advanced right, rig just have translated? Right. So yeah, at that point, yeah, you're yeah. like, I'm doing something really difficult, something that's going to break often. And how many people does this actually appeal to? Cause like, just you take the, how many people are doing Houdini and cinema? Like, you've cut your market way down. How many mm-hmm. people are doing very technical things in both of those pieces of software? So it's like, okay, I've now made a tool for two, maybe three people. Right. Yeah. So, so, so there's not is a lot of motivation, cool that, like, to make that. You know,
0: it could be something that you know you bring into Unreal for some reason or something. Right. You know, they're talking about doing their, their, um, their like live plug-in and all of that. I don't know. Mm. That just it just seems like um it's, it's there similar could to the case. Houdini like engine.
1: It's similar to what the Houdini engine does Houdini, where in Houdini, Houdini, Houdini you can yeah. like create you know a plug-in and set parameters to actually you know and, bring it, into over cinema. and bring it into cinema and you, you still could. have access to those parameters. Yeah. That would be very yeah. cool for like Unreal Engine or something like that to where you could create Agreed. these capsules, you know, and then yeah. export it out to Unreal Engine and then have it have it driven. I mean even being able to adjust just those uh, parameters, you know, right. in like an actual game setting or something like that would be yeah. very
0: cool. You know, I don't know. Or in Houdini, if you had like <clears throat> something that was already made that could come in, you could change a, a setting like number of clones or, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah it could be interesting. It does. It does yeah. get tricky. I'll say I think probably the number one requests that I've gotten um, that's kind of left field. Is like, hey, what if Rocket Lasso made a plugin that translates the materials from one renderer to another? And Gosh. it's like, you have no idea how much work that okay, would man. be. Yeah. And there'd be a lot of people would be happy, but man, like, that would be several people's full time job just keeping all mm-hmm. of that in sync. Because, yeah. yeah, I mean, as soon as one person has a shader that somebody else doesn't have, like, how do you sync those up again? Yeah. You almost need, like, a universal
0: shader <laughs> <laughs> or something, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so, uh, you got all these plugins and you're working on new ones and uh you got all these ideas like how do you manage that how do you how do you work on that how do you manage your you know a team and Mm -hmm. um like what are the moving pieces to i'm assuming
4: your
2: brothers are still working for you yes they're in the other room over there coding away
4: (laughs) so yeah this
2: easy thing is it is right now a family business of me and my two brothers Mm -hmm. um both of them do full-time code that's what they do uh, right. Although one of them, when we started doing the uh, the scene nodes for Maxon, like one of I grabbed one of them and said, like, "Okay, you're le- you're learning scene nodes with me," and then so you know he's well versed in that now as well. That's cool. The um, I'm not claiming I'm any good at this stuff, but, yeah, I do have a giant list of plug-in ideas. I mean, just in the world of splines, I have, you know, I must have, like, 50 different potential spline ideas. Right. But, you know, at the same time, we're thinking that we might need to... Oh, yeah, and Lucas is saying recall. We didn't mention recall, which is a plug-in for, oh, like, yeah. storing mm-hmm. the state of an object and bringing it back again.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, which was our first one. Yeah. Um, the uh, Something... Something that we have been thinking over here is that we need to make some tools that are a little bit more universally appealing because, mm-hmm. you know, spine tools are are cool and powerful, but they do get very specific to yeah. their use cases. Mm-hmm. So the I guess it's, you know the tool which cannot be yet named, but I told was talking to you guys about is it. I, I mm-hmm. feel like a tool that's a little bit more universal. This is the, the type of mm. tool that your average artist might need off to the side because it's just going to save them time. Yeah. Like typically, right. my tools are like, oh, I've I've created this new ability. You can suddenly ricochet a spline all over a model. It's like, oh, that's cool, that's new. Um, but the idea of a tool that's like, oh, if I use this tool, I'm going to suddenly save myself hours and hours and hours. Yeah. Like just mm-hmm. today, like yeah, that's always a fun. That's, a fun man, thing that's to explore. that's the best
0: way to to come up with a plugin is when it's something that's needed. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I still to this day save time by using the the old. Uh, Octane Spotlight plugin that we have, yeah, it yeah. still works. It still works. Last took the, one we
1: actually released yeah. it
0: for was version four, and it still works. Wow, that's great. So if you actually drag the C4D lib file or whatever it is from that plugin into twenty five, it says, "Do you want to like convert this into the Content Manager or whatever it's called?" Oh so, yeah, and um, and it works, and it still works with the new Octane. It works mm-hmm. great and and there's still i'm telling you there's still nothing like it there's still nothing that works with the level of control Mm -hmm. that you get not even the spotlight in octane yep so yeah the the spotlight in octane is garbage (laughs) (laughs) in comparison it's it's not really designed to do what ours does it's not the same because ours
1: is based similar on what c4d's does you know
0: Right, one c4d it, one. Yeah, yeah. the The Octane one is trying to like put a volume in it and do all mm-hmm. of this crazy stuff, and and ours is a little bit simpler than that. Yeah, yeah. We need to just offer that for free somewhere at this point. Yeah, honestly, we, we should talk anymore. to
1: Jules and be like, "Hey, implement this yeah, one." Yeah, here you. You <laughs> know. Yeah. Or yeah, hey, Maxon, you're Rick. Yeah. You're listening. What's the yeah, let's do it. Come on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so how do you handle, like, the programming side of it? I, I've always been very interested in the programming side of these things. Because, I mean, it, it's... And even, like, designing a plugin for something like this is one thing I can't even imagine. This would be a great episode. Um, the the Just the basic principles of designing a render engine. Like, we yeah. really need to get into that with Jules sometimes. Like octane aside like when it comes to the basics and the mm-hmm. the mathematics of it and all of that you know um but anyway back to to what y'all are doing with plugins like is there a specific code is it python are you mixing things like what is the process for doing programming like that because i try and i don't know what i'm doing at
2: all yeah. like yeah no it, it is tricky especially i am like i'm the one who knows cinema 40 my brother's can Mm -hmm. you know they can tinker in it but you know they're not they're not super fluent and you know this entire giant section of cinema that they've never touched and will never Mm -hmm. touch the um so what ends up happening is that typically i come up with the concept because you know i'm the one who's going to see a need inside of cinema Mm -hmm. and Mm then uh usually i'll just start writing a whole bunch of notes on it and you know kind of exploring you know the space in which that might occupy Um, and then oftentimes well here's the thing i can do some python and I also did a bunch of C-Sharp C back in the day. Cinema doesn't use C-Sharp. I did C-Sharp mm-hmm. when I was, like, obsessed with Unity, and I was just kind of making a, a hobby yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Um, and C++ isn't super different from that. Mm-hmm. But my brothers do all the C++, and all mm-hmm. and the Cinema is written in C++. So mm-hmm. uh, in the way I was talking about the emulation before, a Python plugin is almost being emulated through C into Cinema. So Python will be slower than native C. So we do everything mm-hmm. in C. As soon as you're in the world of C, everything is way longer to make. If you're doing Python, you can open up, you know, several different places in Cinema. You can make like a Python yeah. tag and a Python yeah, yeah. object, a Python script. Once you're in C you're in an external compiler writing code and you're like, commit the code, transfer it over to mm. Cinema, restart cinema. Did it work? No. Oh, Close yeah. Cinema. <laughs> <Go on>. <laughs> um, <laughs> So so you, you, you're adding, you know, right there, you're adding so much complexity. And Python is such a friendly programming language where, like, you don't need to declare variables or anything. Right. Like, in C++, everything is very explicit. Like, so much more code is written for mm-hmm. any one thing that you want to do. So it turns into a process of me opening up Cinema oftentimes. Well, now we started shifting into nodes instead, but... Um, designing the interface in expresso like user data and expresso maybe at sometimes depending on the tool I, I could even prototype a little bit of a little bit of it with expresso and some python expresso right. nodes mm-hmm. it's like okay here's yeah. the basic idea like utility spines i actually prototype that i wrote the python code to do the basics of the smoothing algorithm mm-hmm. like myself so I, I could do that but then once you want it to be a real tool we move into c so then it goes to me trying to translate the technical part into these artistic controls, giving it to my brother's code, and then we just go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, where like, they'll get to a certain point. They've completed all the notes. I get a compile of it. I beta test it. It's like, oh, I thought this would work differently than it does, so like, we have to have giant conversations. I write giant <laughs> set of notes, send it back over to them, and they do the next step again. And mm-hmm. that, that process just repeats again and again and again, depending on the tool. I mean, we'll get to, like, you know... Here's, here's note packet like 55 of like, okay, here's renaming parameters, move this parameter. Like, think of user data. If you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I want to change the name of that parameter and I, I want to move it above this other one, like, you, mm-hmm. you do that in seconds. And Z, you're going to have to write, like, here's the type of parameter, here's the default value it's set to, here is, think, right, yeah. there's so much stuff that's so explicit. Mm-hmm. Um, so it ends up taking way longer than you think it would. And we always go to, like, we kind of punish ourselves where, We could like rapid fire, like develop the most basic version of these tools. And we always end up pushing them further and further and further to Uh kind of, it's like, okay, I'm trying to compensate for every use case. I can imagine somebody needing the tool. It's like, okay, we just spent, we just, we might've spent like, I mean, I'm not exaggerating for some tools it's probably, uh, you know, 10 times, a hundred times as much time as we could have gotten away with. We could have made a tool that would appeal to, you know, 75, 90% of people, you know, in a tenth the time, but we're like, no, we want to make it as robust as possible and keep on pushing like the boundary of what these things could do. Mm -hmm. And, but yeah, that's a struggle that I have, which is, would it be better to like make ricochet and make it be as good as it possibly can be? Um like think of it from from like your guy's point of view or just an art or artistic point of view would an artist mm-hmm. prefer one tool that is super robust and I thought I tried to think of everything you might possibly want to do or if we might have made like five different tools in that same time they mm-hmm. wouldn't be anywhere near as robust but you'd have five times as many tools so okay. like that's a <laughs> push and pull so, let me
1: let me uh, let me put it this way all right and, and and I I think I I, I I think you know you could actually get away with the seventy to ninety percent of people because let me uh, let me let me point out an example, and uh, sorry this is one that y'all built um, <laughs> that was all good signal yeah is confusing AF for me like I I I I have I don't know if it's like an ADD thing where I see so many inputs and I'm like. I get lost really easily. It's kind of like when you're in a phone call on
0: the iPhone and then you get a call and there's three options (laughs) about like hold and accept... Right. Hold and hang up or hang up both co- uh, your and your brain just breaks.
1: Yeah. So like there's so I, I've always wanted a simplified version of signal that's similar to the vibrate tag, you know? <laughs> or the A D D. Yeah. The, ADHD. For the, the the one that I'm just like, I just need this simplified one hundred percent, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's just me. That's just me. But what I'm saying not, is your tool am, is robust, yes, which is a good thing. It is, yes. And here's the thing: so many people use it, you know, and and it is a very, very, you know, whatever tool. Matt but just like, needs
0: another tab that's called the Matt tab. Yeah. <laughs> and Simple it's mode like, it There's a dumbed the, down yeah. version of yes. stuff. You know, you need you need Matt's mode. Yeah. You can officially call it that. Oh my yeah. gosh, so, I almost
2: I spit out mode. my drink. Matt's <laughs> mode. <laughs> No, a Signal is. I think Signal is my favorite tool that I produced while at GSG. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was very robust. I love the concept, but even for me, it, it even get for me it gets overwhelming when it, I, whenever I paired it with X particles, and it's so it pairs so well with X particles, mm-hmm. but. It would get to the point where you you have it on an emitter and you have one signal tag that's driving the speed and one signal tag that's driving uh, how many are being produced and a different signal tag that's driving. And once you start getting like five signal tags all chained together, and then I was obsessed with the concept of driving a signal tag with a signal tag. So now you have a tag driving (laughs) a tag. (laughs) Yo, dog! I heard you like signal. Exactly. When uh, when signal, I think 1.5, I don't remember if it was 2.0 or 1.5, but when we did that. I specifically made an option that your noise could be driven externally by instead of having time be time, you could mm-hmm. turn time into a variable. So then you could mm. tell. And the reason for that is you could then take beats per minute
4: mm-hmm. and
2: have a beat, have a certain amount of time progress. Like you would map a beat to a spline and then mm-hmm. now suddenly your noise would progress a second and then progress a second. And then so based on like a musical mm. beat, you could have noise keep moving forward and i loved that technique mm. and i want i wonder if five maybe ten other people in the world have ever done that and right for me it was like the most important thing ever in the tool but how many other people <laughs> did it <laughs> right like, i don't right know. right 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 yeah hmm I've, mm-hmm. I've got a i've got a concept for a signal-esque thing mm-hmm. um but we've got so many other ideas i don't know where that one might see all i sch- all schedule. i
1: need like i i just need the i literally just need the vibrate tag you for have a repeat option, because that's my favorite oh, thing about Signal. Yeah. You know, I was love the Signal that. was that like it mm. will actually loop. You know, and you yeah. can loop the same thing over and over again. That's something that the Vibrate Tag doesn't have, and I wish it did. Yep. If it did, I'd just use the Vibrate Tag all the time.
2: That's true. You know, I mean, if Rick is still listening, it'd be trivial for them to make that noise loopable. Yeah, trivial, trivial, Rick. You yeah, hear that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A little C You know, right? no big deal.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well,
2: the yeah, uh, uh, I'll say this if, with the graph tool that the graph capsule that uh, Rocket Last just released through Maxon mm-hmm. the uh, like that also has a bunch of looping noises in it. And, and uh-huh. I love the concept here. It's a mathematical thing. I thought of it independently, but it is, this has existed as a mathematical concept forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was really clever when I came up with it, but I was sure somebody else did. But just just imagine mm-hmm. your normal like you drop a standard Perlin noise on a 2D plane. So you've got your your field mm-hmm. of noise. Mm-hmm. So it's like, OK. okay You've got that noise, and you, the way you would you know essentially signal would work is you'd want a line traveling through that noise in a straight line. It's like, oh, the noise is progressing. And it, right. I'll, I'll keep it with the graph spline. In the graph spline, it's like, oh, it's going to be moving forward. So you're constantly moving forward through this field of noise. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, I want a looping noise. How do you make a looping noise? You travel in a circle on that plane, and you get back to where you began. You've now got a okay. looping noise all right Mm. okay okay that's the entire concept of of like in graph to make a looping noise was just to travel in a circle and get back to where you started that makes sense huh see you're too smart for me i love you're too smart for me (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) like i said it's a concept that's you know all over the place i'm sure tons and tons of tools have used that type of thing Mm -hmm. yeah i love it man anything else you're working on that's a lot uh, let's see. I mean, yeah, there's a lot. I mean, even right now is this crazy busy time trying to get uh, my NAB presentations put together. Yeah, uh, and then half yeah. res um, as just a giant project. As I said, the new tool, and then Rocket Lasso Live began again um, mm-hmm. a couple That's weeks exciting. ago. So, and I, I love doing yeah. Rocket Lasso Live. Essentially, I get a lot of questions over the course of you know, well, you know any given week. It's like oh, I get questions from Instagram and questions via email and questions via our uh, like right. Twitter and if i was doing that i'd be doing full time tech support for maxon essentially so instead it's <laughs> like oh i'll do a live stream for 2 hours anybody can come in and ask a question i never know what the question's going to be we'll try and make it live sometimes it's something we're trying to make something kind of cool and artistic sometimes we're answering a technical problem mm-hmm. but i love i love that live audience interaction part and yeah. trying to figure it out on the fly with that pressure Yeah, (laughs) Uh, we've I think we uh, we I've talked about with you guys, but because I'm not so much in the world of production, like every once in a while, I'll take on like an extra gig if somebody's got like a really cool project, but Mm -hmm. I'm not in the world of production so much. And if I want to stay, if I don't want to just be like heads down, focused on plugins all the time by doing a two-hour live stream where i have no idea what i'm going to make it forces right. me into parts of cinema that i haven't touched in a while so right. it's like right. compressing a uh, you know a couple of days of production into a really fun stressful totally. two hours of like okay let's figure this out like no matter what we have to do so yeah
1: i love that yeah, i what, love that idea yeah
2: what do you do if you get to a problem you just
0: can't figure out live on the air do you do you hold it and be like, okay, I'm going to figure
2: this out after the show. Or have you ever had that come ha- up? It happens all the time. Something that's, that's pretty cool is very often we'll get questions that are from, like, it's something made in, a, in Houdini. It's a crazy advanced rig in Houdini. Yeah, And mm-hmm. the amount of times that we've been able to, like, recreate it in cinema, like, you know, we have, like, a 90% success rate on this type of thing. Yeah, uh, And that's me making it up live as we go. So who knows what could have been done if I had more time. Um, but, yeah, we do hit dead ends pretty often. Uh, and But as you guys know, inside of cinema at any even any given rig that you need to make you're like well i could do it this way i could also do it that way i could also do it with a volume measure Mm -hmm. i could also do it so if there's like 12 different ways you can think of to tackle it then that means we have 12 different opportunities here to be like let's see if this works oh that didn't work let's try this one that didn't work let's try this one didn't work sometimes you hit a dead end sometimes i'm just like having an off day and things are just not working sometimes it (laughs) might just be fully like okay in cinema we cannot do that or even approximate it um Sometimes I will – well, sometimes we just spend the entire episode just trying to get something working. Sometimes very quickly I'm like, okay, this isn't working. Uh, somebody ask this question again in some other live stream and we'll tackle it. And mm-hmm. then uh, – I haven't gotten to do it because I'm so busy. But uh, for supporters on Patreon, I was – especially last year, I was going nuts where I did two bonus streams every week on Tuesday mm-hmm. and Thursday. Wow. Where, and it was like a more than two hours. Some Some of those would go like four hours long. Jeez. And – Oftentimes it'd be like, okay, I'm going to go take that problem we couldn't answer. And let's, I don't think it would make for a very good primary live stream. To mm-hmm. be like, okay, let's be stuck on a problem for two hours. But yeah, on a bonus right. live stream with people who are supporting Rocket Lasso because they really like the stuff that I do, like they're mm-hmm. going to be more inclined to be like, okay, let's figure this out. And we're going to learn new other things along the way. So oftentimes I've gone deeper. And then often when that happens, it's because I thought the problem was really intriguing. And a lot of tutorials would come from that. So like uh, the um, Ferrofluid tutorial is mm-hmm. an example of like, mm-hmm. okay, let's... I've got a different idea of how this could work. Let me go deeper and figure it out. And then the vacuum forming—like so many hours were spent behind the scenes to like get that technique working really well to like be able to vacuum form any object in cinema. Mm-hmm. And because it was a common question, it would come up over and over again in live streams. And yeah. it was always kind of the same answer until one day it's like, wait a minute, I have a different thought on it. And that's why I love you know between this is now season four of Rocket Lasso Live, and then there was. Or three four seasons of ask gsg back in the day and i would do a vast majority of those episodes there's a lot of years of live streams and i'd say one in three questions that i get these days is essentially the same as another question i've gotten at some point Mm -hmm. and it's and I'll, i'll almost always tackle it unless i'm like oh i have a tutorial here's that tutorial uh unless it's that i am very enthusiastic about Trying it again. Let's do this again and try it in a different way. Let's see if things have changed. Let's see if I can come up with a new idea. The chat often will come up with a new idea. And mm-hmm. uh, or maybe cinema now has the ability to do something that we couldn't do before, like the the wacky waving inflatable two man to man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, uh, like there's new ways of doing that now that there wouldn't have been in the past. Mm-hmm. So it's always fun to go and retackle something and, and get that out there. I, I'll say, and then speaking of Rocket Lasso, it's something I've I haven't made a decision, and me and my brothers will have to talk a bunch about it. But like I've had it <laughs> in the back of my head of, like I need I need to get some sort of like uh, like intern or employee or somebody who's who can like help do the social media stuff or take clips out from the live stream and be like, oh, this five minute segment is really good. Let me clip that out and make it a thing. Right. Like I just mm-hmm. I cannot do that and then promote it. Like I'll. I'm, I'm a and person. and put it on TikTok. Yeah, and, and, you, well, yeah. you know, uh, a lot of places and, that that could yeah. exist. And I mean, it goes to this is valuable content that you know. There's a lot of people who are busy artists and they're working. They don't have time to watch a two-hour live stream. And that, uh, there's yeah, going to be a whole bunch of gold yeah, nuggets in there. I think, as far as like, oh, there's a cool tip. Here's a trick. Here's something advanced I didn't know about. But if I if you know that could be clipped out in a couple-minute video and put out as a highlight, or like you said, mm-hmm. put it on TikTok, or just put it out mm-hmm. on Instagram. It's like, ooh, that's valuable. I just yeah. can't do that myself. So, yeah, it's in my head to uh, to track that type of thing down. Yeah,
0: yeah we started doing that stuff, too, because, yeah, there's definitely, I mean, there are people that listen to every episode, but there are definitely people that, like, they're not going to listen to three-plus hours every week or whatever we end mm-hmm. up going on. But they'll look and say, oh, someone's going to be on the show. Chris Schmidt's going to be on the show. I'm going to listen yeah. to that one. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, but but yeah, you, you've gotta sit there and listen to the whole thing and we're a particular niche and we have you know, good audience listenership on, on iTunes, you know, mm-hmm. but but there are so many people and it's like they don't have a commute, they're you know, maybe not necessarily they can't sit and listen to a show because of work situation or whatever and yeah, those little one minute Nugs are going
2: to be great. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah, that's something in my head. And another thing I would love to do—it's something I, I want to do—but it goes to there's so many. I, I get obsessed with like a particular problem, and I'll just like focus on that one thing. And it could be to the detriment of like I haven't posted on social media in a week um, because you know we've been heads down on a plugin idea. So. Uh, a concept I've been wanting to do forever. In fact, it's already built into the tools is on all of the tools we've launched. There's a button that says examples. And the idea here Ooh, is that that goes to a particular web page. Smart. Um, well, but here's the thing mm. that doesn't exist yet. Um, ah. And the idea would just be, you know, if, if I were to like, you know, if we were to have an employee, like one of the major things I'd want them to do, it just says, you know, the idea might, might even be if I did track down an employee, I don't, I think I'd almost want like a, a fresh graduate, somebody who's like enthusiastic about cinema mm-hmm. knows a little bit about social media. Um, and then, like, be able to like teach them and train them and have them go really deep, but also have a lot of kind of yeah. creative freedom and autonomy. Where it'd be like, okay, one of your tasks would be take Ricochet and play with it and make cool stuff. And once mm-hmm. you're like, ooh, that one's really cool, then you know, it's like then the conversation happens. It's like, okay, let's polish that up, get it looking really good, put it up there, and now that's a free example for us to tweet out to the world. And then you go to the mm-hmm. website and then you download the project file. Even the thought was like, oh, there'll be the Nice, you know, like third-party renderer version, maybe like Redshift is being used, and it's like, it's really pretty. And then there's a stripped-down version of, like, what's the bare-bones version of the rig so I can take that idea and implement it in my own way. Like, I would love to do that, both myself and have somebody else help. But because it's a secondary thing, like, it, at any given point, I feel like there's a better use of my time of, like, actively working on a different plugin or... Yeah. um, Yeah, it, it gets super, super tricky, so... You know, how yeah, that's uh, something you need to delegate to somebody for sure. Yeah. Like, that would be...
0: you could Because there's so much you can pull. Think of how many hours... Yeah. How many months worth oh, yeah. of
2: content you have. Like, yeah, hundreds and hundreds job. and hundreds of hours of Cinema 4D mm-hmm. content just for yeah. my live streams. And then yeah, the like, other thing like I need a to do... down minute version.
0: Yeah. You know? The other
2: thing I need to do is uh, start making some tutorials again. But I got to start... It's, it's almost like we were just talking about the the 90% of people. It's like, how many... When I make these crazy advanced tutorials and these really advanced rigs, and it's like a giant two-hour tutorial, yeah. like, how valuable is that to how many people? Like, you probably be right, better right. to be like, hey, here's a simpler concept that we can talk about in 20 minutes, and right. now am I now helping 10 times as many people with that shorter thing? Right. But to myself, right. I'm always trying to, like, one-up and make something even better, and like, oh, that last right. tutorial did this. This one needs to be even better. Right. So, a, I'm with you on that. Tutorials
1: are tutorials are hard. Plus, I f- I feel like, yeah. like I, I I don't know. I I feel like there's a certain point in your career where you don't have to always go back to tutorials. You know, correct. Like I had a point. I had a point in my After Effects career where every time uh, Andrew Kramer would release one, I would watch it, of course, and then I would know exactly what the next step he was going to do was going to be. You know, right. well, and it gets a point where like you.
2: Yeah, you at can like start point, skipping through.
1: Yeah, it was yeah. like at that point I felt like I I knew After Effects really well, you know? Yeah. And so and then there's a point in which, you know, you learn C4D where it's like, okay, how do I do this again? You know, and you 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 start to develop these uh these tutorials that you can always go back to you know like this this internal library content library absolutely you know and it's like okay i know how to do just about everything and if not i remember the tutorial that i need to reference
2: yeah you know that's where i'm at and it it gets weird because i spend almost all my time in cinema i do very Mm -hmm. you know some you know some photoshop some after effects if need be but uh around the time i started rocket lasso i started kind of refusing to watch anybody else's tutorial because mm-hmm. there's so many people making really good stuff yeah. that if I'm out there and I watch somebody's tutorial, it like now invalidates me ever making something like that. Even in my mm-hmm. head, I think it's it's fine mm-hmm. for people who have overlapping content. But if I watch, you know, if I watch an EJ tutorial and he makes googly eyes, like I'm not I will now never make a googly eye tutorial. If I don't right. it's almost like if I don't even know he made that, then maybe I'll make my version and it'll be different. And people can learn exactly. different techniques. So it is a weird world where I I actively avoid most other content like <laughs> that's in the area yeah. of interest that is biggest for me. Mm-hmm.
0: I've done that before. Where, but but if I, if I know somebody has made something similar, I'm okay with making it as long as I haven't watched it. That's another. That's the same reason that I don't listen to a lot of motion graphics podcasts. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to inf- influence what we're doing. You know, just want to do our thing. And that and most of the motion graphics
1: podcasts have fallen off over the years. I yeah, don't know there how there many more there now? are.
2: Yeah. 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 There can but.
1: be only one.
2: <laughs> yeah. You guys you guys have uh, toughed it out all the way through.
0: Still going strong.
2: Yeah. Oh, you guys have uh, been constant, constantly getting great guests on here. So keep at it. We're very tired. Mm. <laughs> hey, but
0: we get next week off, you know.
1: Yeah, we do. Posse. Sort of. Yeah. yeah. I guess well, we're you only should... going to be working.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but we won't have a show. Yeah. We won't have a show next yeah. week. So that's good. Hey, uh, should we, do we have anything else or do we want to go to the drop? Let's go to the feelings. drop just to get it out of the way.
1: And then if we come back and we
0: feel like we're
1: feeling saucy and we want to make some more, or we want to talk some more. Let's do it.
3: The drop. Drop,
1: drop, Is this the fucking my? This is exactly what I should be doing. Ah! What's up and welcome to this week's episode of the Drop, your weekly source for all things NFT and crypto art as well as upcoming drops by notable people in the MoGraph industry. I'm Matt Milstead. Joining me as always is Dave Coss. And joining us this week is Mr. Chris Schmidt from hey, Rock fellas. Lasso. Thanks um, for having me. Yeah, let's, let's get into this week's drops because uh, this is a MoGraph filled drop week
0: yes like all of our should always be like that
1: it should all of our friends and all the great artists in mograph are dropping this week which is awesome so super super excited about this week i was really excited like literally every day is a one of our Mm -hmm. friends who is dropping Mm -hmm. so that's the way it should be let's make our friends richer right um anyway <laughs> uh starting off um on the nineteenth uh Nifty gateway Gavin Shapiro's doing a drop super excited I love myself oh, some Gavin yeah. Shapiro I yeah. saw
0: an Instagram story preview of this thing yep yeah so that
1: will be tomorrow you know get your penguin on you know get that'll be good on mm-hmm. so super excited I love myself some Gavin Shapiro uh for those who are new go back and listen to our Gavin Shapiro episode it was just a few yeah. episodes ago great guy. Um, next one is can Ken- Canida Canida? Canida. Canida? Uh,
0: Beautiful cool.
1: illustrative color, I love the colors. Absolutely yeah. gorgeous on this. So that's Hi. uh Hi. the colors, children. <laughs> the colors. <laughs> so that's uh both those are April nineteenth, which is tomorrow. Then four twenty mm-hmm. baby. it, Blaze it. Uh, you got Brilly. Brilly doing another drop on 420. Uh, yeah. Gonna you be know super Brilly's nice. got
0: a drop on 420. Of course,
1: right? he, yeah. did a, he did a drop last 420. So, you know, you got... I, I, I hope he, he, he locks in it, 420 on Nifty Gateway every year. Is it weed-related? I mean, yeah, look, you got the little... You get kind of like the little little hairs and stuff right there. I mean, I'll, I wouldn't be smoking that. I mean, I don't I, know what's I wouldn't that. know. I don't know what it looks like. I'm too young to do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, pretty
0: sure it doesn't have a moving, noodly appendages. <laughs> but it doesn't give
1: you tryptophobia or whatever it's called
0: yeah it definitely gives me (laughs) tryptophobia
1: awesome so that's uh 420 also on 420 killer acid um is another artist who we have seen in the past Mm -hmm. doing a drop super fun stuff i really like this illustrative work super cool yeah yeah
0: oh man i love these yeah
1: just 420 you know do what you do on 420 you know you, you you buy your camp mograf ticket and then do what you do on 420 and then just like look at the beautiful art and you
0: know for hours on end watch so, the max on announcement watch the max announcement
1: and, right yeah you know, you
0: know get who your knows? 420 on and then right? go to vegas
1: and then go to vegas yeah yeah um cool uh nothing on the 21st on the 22nd we got shams shams is doing another uh drop Dang, dude right like i'm telling all you this our, week all of our friends this all week, of our friends this week. Yeah. yeah i've seen uh her doing a bunch of this stuff on uh tiktok and stuff you can check out our tiktok and you can actually see what they look like non-clay shorties you know
0: Really, it's cool so funny. Stuff. She yeah. does all the TikToks where she's just moving the brush over it and procreate, and it goes <laughs> I know. to color. I know. I don't and like, so, fu- <gasps> how many people on TikTok think that that's really how it works? Right, right, know? right. It's funny.
1: Yeah. So uh, Shams is on the twenty second. Uh, uh, then on the twenty third, Blake Catherine is doing a yeah. drop. Right. So I, I put Blake Catherine's work just because you know you gotta love Blake Catherine. Dave, you got too mm-hmm. many notifications. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um 44 likes this yeah, morning that's good that's, well, that's
4: good nice.
0: love
1: myself some blake catherine i was actually talking to her this morning about this drop um she's got a preview coming out um, i think oh, okay like later on today actually um i've got it right now right here dave so Ooh. if you want to show this sorry um apologize um so this is uh, a drop that she's doing on the 23rd um it's 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 so from what she said there is um um a burn mechanic that she's doing uh mm. for the uh eternal flame one uh so there's a burn mechanic that's going to happen to you oh. know help produce the uh, addition size and stuff which is cool and then own there, that.
0: isn't that the one we own no the that's one not
1: no i own two of those of those oh. um okay. but we we own one of the other ones um, oh, okay. So yeah, there's uh, a burn mechanic with eternal flame um, and then uh, drawings and ranked auctions and two one of one, 24 auctions. So 11 total works, which is pretty awesome. So super excited about that. Speaking of Blake Catherine, Dave, I'm not sure if you saw this uh, this note also in Notion. Um, I added it like kind mm. of at the last minute, but it's uh, oh, okay. on uh, 420. If you're, uh, if you're looking to hang out, she's actually doing a... Um, Oh, I do have that. Like I a, a that. pre-hangout or whatever on 420 before her dropped. like, you know, hang out, different NFT artists, you know, uh, uh, which is going to be pretty cool. Her and, um...
0: T. J. Uh, gonzalez.
1: I tj gonzalez tj yeah are putting on this uh mm-hmm. oh never mind it's the 23rd it's saturday april 23rd so if you're not coming you to nab if you're coming the next day or whatever it's not 420 sorry it's april 23rd um from 6 p.m to 11 okay. in uh los angeles so yeah a uh, little meet up there so that'll be fun yeah
0: uh, yeah you do that and then you Take off from LA, hit the road. Absolutely. Get your convertible top it, down. It's only through a through four desert, hour drive. I have made that yeah. drive before. It's very easy. Yeah. yeah. No problem.
1: So, um, yeah. And then uh, on the 24th, uh, one of my favorite artists in the entire world, Raf Garcetti, is doing a drop. Um, I could not find uh, uh, Raf's drop, like the preview stuff. Honestly, yeah. like Raf Garcetti is an amazing artist i was looking at his twitter today i'm i'm at their twitter today sorry i don't want to assume gender um uh because i haven't met them and haven't asked um but like here let me let me let me pull up their twitter dave let me throw it to you because like it is their work is absolutely incredible like I I, I see this stuff, like this Waves one, the second one down, Dave, Mm. uh, with the fish and the face and stuff. And it is absolutely gorgeous. So, so gorgeous. Yeah. And their work is just so incredible. Like, yeah. Anyway.
0: Love the fish. That's really cool. Love the fish.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering if it's a lot of ZBrush. I would love to get them on the show to talk about their process. Yeah so um anyway that's i have a feeling we're gonna be
0: learning a lot more about zbrush and i have a, a feeling yeah
1: <laughs> so um yeah so that's it for uh nifty gateway a lot of amazing you know MoGraph uh, uh uh artists make sure and support them and then let's move over to maker's place because uh this is very interesting so i added i added one for next week um mm-hmm. as well because we won't be here but uh apparently leonardo da vinci is doing a drop on the <laughs> 21st oh
0: sweet he finally decided to join in i
1: know that, i was like come on why hasn't yeah. our good friend leo done a drop yet but well so
0: it's because he was fighting crime with michael <laughs> <Ardwell>. <laughs> it was
1: so bad oh man dorpy should have said that one
4: yeah anyway yeah. so
1: um Uh, I don't know if it's who they're associated with or whether it's makers place doing it themselves, but uh, they did this gigantic scan. Uh, It's like over 600 million pixels of this uh, piece by uh, uh, Leonardo da Vinci. And so it's, I I hate the way they're marketing it. It's like a H NFT. It's a holographic NFT, which I don't think that's actually the case. I think that's just real bad marketing you know but anyway there are some in hd right right they're have auction- new
0: hd crypto right. art right
1: <laughs> so anyway those uh uh yeah that uh that i don't know how much that's going to go for or if we can even afford it or whatever but uh that one's being auctioned off on the 21st it'll be interesting to see what happens with that you know and then uh, on the 26th uh next week uh the crystal method yeah y'all remember the mm. crystal method
4: sure do. uh yeah sure do.
1: featuring coda and val with micah monkey uh uh is doing a drop which it looks kind of fun you know cool fun stuff real trippy stuff you know crystals and whatnot crystals and stuff and trench runs there's always got
0: to be crystals if gotta you're be doing crystal. an nft yeah. i crystals mean crystals and you know <clears throat> stay on point so Holy. that's that's about oh that's no no a lot is, is there a, another one? Yeah, uh,
1: that's all. That's oh, all course. it for Maker's Place. But also, um, um, there's a drop coming up. Is this Friday, April twenty second? Wait, what? If Friday, April yeah, Friday,
0: April twenty second. That's what it says. Oh, okay. So this Friday, I guess uh, that wasn't on my list as, as well. Okay, interesting. Jams.
1: Yeah, same day. So uh, they're doing a what is it? bottles for Ukraine collaboration Mm -hmm. for the children of Ukraine in in support of UNICEF over 30 exclusive artworks Um, uh, it's all dreamt up by Perry Cooper Perry Cooper amazing artist Um, it's his initiative and I'm stoked to be along for the ride Uh, uh, we got this from Andy Andy was telling us about this Um, teaser animation created by Perry do you have that teaser
0: Dave yeah it's funny you know I'm looking for it and it here it is why couldn't I find that on my desktop? There we go. I've got it here. Yeah, keep going. You're good. Uh,
1: but yeah, so um, we're taking. Did you read his what he? Did you read bottle. what he wrote? Uh, some of it, yeah. Okay. So uh, we're taking a bottle model that's featured in his milk monitor series and creating artworks in our own style. So a whole bunch of different artists are taking his work and like reimagining it, you know, and. Uh, uh, EJ, Nick Campbell, Winbush, Stuzor, um, and uh, Andy. and thirty other artists. Yeah. I believe. Up to thirty other artists mm-hmm. are doing that. So pretty cool. It'll we'll help uh, the children of Ukraine.
0: All proceeds going all proceeds going to charity. Yep. Cool. It's good.
1: Super good. So yeah. Uh, that's about all I got on the NFT space. Uh, lots of good artists. This is how I feel like every week of the drop should be. When yeah, uh, the like, rest of the time it's just like, oh, we have
0: another really bad artist, <laughs> bad artist doing
1: a drop. Uh, yeah,
0: you just want the genuine, right? You know, I know, I know what you're saying. Yeah.
1: I'll tell you what. Um, though Nifty Gateway, like they uh, I don't know. Like I I logged on to Nifty Gateway today and they've got have a banner for the Gemini credit card and it's like, "Oh man, like Nifty Gateway, I used to feel like Nifty Gateway was like the place for like artists to like make lots of money, you know, and be like, "Oh, let's get our NFTs out there. And we're all artist friendly and stuff like that." And now it's like, "Oh, corporations have come in and taken over you know it's the number one thing that like i just hate about this space it's like don't let the corporations come in and take advantage of all the artists and make money off of them you know because right. what's the difference What's the difference between, you know, corporations coming in and taking advantage of artists in the NFT space versus corporations coming in and taking advantage of artists in the regular non-NFT space? In the
0: contract The space. NFT yeah.
1: space should be for artists only. And maybe that's me gatekeeping or whatever, but I feel like the NFT space should be, you know, like, support your artists within this space. Right. End mm-hmm. rant. Hashtag. and rant. <laughs> yeah. MoGraph Nug right there. right
0: (laughs) oh boy look who's here hey guys hey what's up how's it going i was excited to hear rocket lasso was going to be on the show because i'm (laughs) kind of into space stuff and then i found out it's uh not about space stuff (laughs) which is a shame because i've always wanted to ask an astronomer why they have such a big beef with pluto
2: (laughs) oh gosh Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, I could did answer you... that question, but <laughs> I am super into space stuff. So.
0: Did you know did you know that the the dog was one of the first animals in space? That's true. Was it? That's true. Although conspiracy theorists said that it's actually cows who first jumped over the moon. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. I was going to be an astronaut too until I realized that I really had a knack for chemistry. It's cuz I've always been obsessed with uh bury them
2: um. bury
1: them oh, that was that was that one, all right all right bury um bury um, okay yeah. bye all right <laughs> <laughs> that, those are pretty good dave that's weak that was really
4: good yeah. i like them. Yeah. Well done. that one
1: well
4: done. Uh, oh by the way the, uh, hmm?
1: by the way the drops for uh the uh ukraine unicef one um it is not in the verified uh, the the verified drops so you'll just have to look in the main it, it's not in the verified drops. So you have oh, to look okay. for it. yeah. Look Makes for the sense. link.
0: Yes. I got you. Cool. <clears throat> you want you want to get us out of here?
1: Yeah. Um if you are unless, unless oh Chris, yeah. I mean Chris? unless there's Ooh, yeah. anything
0: NFT related. Yes, here's Chris. the thing. If you've never if you've never uh listen to the show before and you're just like on youtube watching the drop you're like well why what is what is Chris hanging <laughs> what, out yeah, with this for? <laughs> he's here for the whole show right this is just part of it i guess we should ask have you done anything in nfts or have you just been too busy with
2: plugins and stuff uh i have not done anything in the uh, <laughs> world of nfts like whatsoever um i mean everybody i know has done something involved yeah. them, and i'll say the next tool that we're working on might have some particular appeal to nft artists but it's too early to ah. give details on that Ooh! all right there you go good all right cool
1: well if you or anyone you know uh has a drop feel feel uh, feel free to email us info at mograph.com we'll share it on the show other than that, yeah. let's get back to our regular show that you can see weekly every week called the Mograph.com podcast. Is this the fucking mic? This is exactly what I should be doing.
0: Got a couple of questions. Number one, where can you get one of those fantastic Maxon hoodies?
1: Oh, one of these? Is one of
0: the questions. I
1: yeah. I, uh, Maxon put out like a list or something like
0: that a little while ago. And it was then, during the 3D Motion show, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know where I yeah. got it, but I paid, yeah. <laughs> I paid like $60 for it, I want to say. And then uh, the dang zipper was broken, <laughs> so I couldn't yeah. zip it down. So what I ended up doing was I took like a pencil, because I know, you know, powdered graphite will actually like help lubricate like, you know, locks and stuff like that. I I have, I've always owned Jeeps. You know, and if you ever leave your top down and it rains inside your Jeep, it will lock up your key to where you can't turn it, you know, so you have to get powdered graphite and stick it in there and just, like, spray the powdered graphite and it'll lubricate the the key. So, I was like, oh, I'll take a, I'll take a pencil and I'll just, like, shave off a bunch of the graphite <laughs> into there, right? And that didn't work. So, then <laughs> I took, like, a Dove, like, soap bar and, like, rubbed it all over the, the, the stuff and I finally got it... Look works like yeah. a charm now you know
2: there you go yeah uh, i was waiting uh, for it to lock up on you
1: i know <laughs> <laughs> right but i still get uh, you know it's it's a it's a it's a comfortable hoodie uh i i don't know where uh if rick's still on maybe he can tell us where to get it max on yeah. oh maybe maybe shopify oh there we mm-hmm. go i actually i found it it's a shopify thing they've got hoodies and oh stuff. nice yeah Maxon on dash merch dash store dot my I guess.
4: So got I'm
0: going stuff. through all these comments now. Uh, let's see. Is that uh, a Dogecoin dog? Yes. Dorpy is a Doge dog. He is a Doge dog. Uh, like if you let's get a
1: see. Maxon logo fanny pack. There you go.
0: <laughs> They're coming um, back in style, you know. Right? Yeah. We should do a thing uh, where we see. tell everybody to have that at NAB. Like oh my gosh. Inexplicably.
2: Yes.
1: I will Bring have a few. I will have a few. Uh, Mograph.com hoodies with me as well uh at nab as well as t-shirts so come find me and ask for one beg me for one buy me a drink treat me nice and maybe i'll get a (laughs) a hoodie for you
0: (laughs) a coca-cola will be very specific about that yes um Just a Human says, uh, Chris, you develop plugins with C++? Yes. Rewind the episode. Yes, we <laughs> talked all about it. <laughs> uh, we did get into that. Uh, does Chris know if Maxon is going to solve the single core problem? I don't know what that is. Yeah, you have to yeah, be more I specific. Know. I mean, different, parts. I
2: you different yeah. parts of will tackle different parts of... Certain things are single-threaded, certain things are multi-threaded. I think Maxon's always interested in making as many things multi-threaded as possible. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't have specifics, and if I did know specifics, I wouldn't be able to say anyway. Well, there you go and come
0: to NAB and ask them directly, yeah. you know. Yeah. Come hang ask out with Rick. Us.
1: And hang out with Rick yeah. the whole time and be like, "Hey, what about this? What about I he loves it when you do that. Yeah, he
0: yep. loves that. <laughs> yeah. I heard he loves that. Uh Matt Himlin said I wish uh wish they had a better variety of Maxon hats though. I've got a fat head. Yep. Yeah. So you need yeah. fat head Maxon hats. Oh, I think and... I... Yep, yep. Hmm?
1: I've got yeah. a couple of Mograph hats left, too.
0: Mm, I think I um, should another just hold
1: on to those. Here's Sorry. a good
0: question, too, from Just a Human. If, if I wanted to program in Cinema 4D, like, start out doing plugins, where should I start? That's that
1: a is a question. great question. That's a great question.
2: Yeah, it's a tricky thing from my point of view, but both, you know, back at GSG and with Rocket Lasso, is there's not much, first of all, it's going to be a small market. Making a tutorial would be a very small market of people who would be wanting to get into that because you need to mm-hmm. do coding one way or the yeah. other. And then you mm-hmm. also have the... So, you know, you're appealing to very few people with a tutorial. And on top of that, it's almost like you just would be directly creating competition for yourself of like other people right, making tools. Right, right. So it's like, why would I? I'm not extra motivated to to tell everybody exactly how to do coding. But the other problem with that, e- even if that wasn't an issue, and, and I mean, I've never let that be too much of a motivation. But even just think of something as simple as Expresso. It is so difficult to make a tu- Expresso tutorial because everybody is using it using expresso is because they have a unique problem that they're trying to solve. Yeah. So at the end of the day, all you can really say is like, okay, like we've opened it up here. It is, we've made it do something now learn every single node mm-hmm. so that you know what they can do and now make what you need to make because otherwise yeah. it, yeah, it's, everybody's got their own problem to solve. The same problem is going to be happening with Neutron. Everybody with uh, C nodes, everybody's got their own unique problem. And then when it comes to coding, it's the exact same thing again. But the And even when you're coding, Cinema 4D... Has, I don't even know the number, but there's a bunch of different plugin types. Like there's scene hook plugins, tag plugins, object mm-hmm. plugins. Um, you have command plugins, menu plugins, uh, shader plugins. Each of these is a completely different category that has very little to do with any other category. And then, yeah, it would get really specific. I had one more point there. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, it just gets really unique. To each person. So at the end of the day, you would want to just go and first of all, Python's way easier. What's great with the Python stuff, it's a good place to get started, because you could just start writing a script inside of Cinema. And if that Mm -hmm. works really well, you could eventually wrap it up into a Python plugin. Way Mm -hmm. easier than doing all the compiling and everything you need to do with C++. And it's a harder language to learn but what you have to do is get into the cinema 4D SDK the software development kit which mm-hmm. might come pre-downloaded inside of cinema inside of like the plugin folder but you, or you might have to download it but it is a giant amount of documentation about how to access all the different parts of cinema which is completely mm-hmm. outside of knowing the programming language and right. i mean we've been making plugins for like 10 years and there are still huge parts of it that we don't know anything about where yeah. you have to start learning about concepts like base containers, where it's like, that's the concept of how cinema stores information. It's like, as an artist, you never need to know what a base yeah. container is, but as a programmer, that's all you're ever doing is base container stuff. So mm. it, it goes to, there is no easy way to explain it. So then it would turn into like, Oh, it'd have to be like a 10 hour tutorial series. That's appealing to who. So yeah, it's super tricky. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Other questions here. Let's see.
0: Have you seen S26? I'm not sure what that is. Yeah, what's an uh, S26? Where, where can I get that MoGraph hat? I'd buy it. This one here, this uh, this beanie, Matt got these made up, and he's got regular hats, too. We're not selling them anywhere. Auctioning but them like, off, maybe we could like Yeah, like the, here's the problem is that we kind of did them as one-offs just to try them out, you know, and be like, oh, let's see how a hat comes yeah, out, see. let's see how a beanie okay. comes out. I think out.
1: I've only got, like, two left, you know? Yeah. But like, like a large ex- slash extra large. So the thing is, like, and the way the place that I did it. Oh, jeez.
0: Like, I have uh, to figure out how to get some MoGraph beanies or something for, maybe uh, for beanies
2: camp. i don't know oh okay I, I, yeah. I mean the one with the propeller
0: <laughs> oh yeah yeah. the beanie
2: cap yeah uh,
1: no but like uh, these 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 flex fit ones man like they're so comfortable i wear them all the time because you know maxon had them for the old cinema 4d ones, so i bought a whole bunch but the thing is these things are so expensive they're like i'm about to give
4: you <laughs>
1: I mean I'll send you one. I got two left. I'll send you one if 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 you want to buy one. But like I need to find a local place that, you know, will make them so that I'm not having to have them made in Mexico and shipped up to me for really expensive amounts. Yeah, they're expensive. So, That's the yeah. problem.
0: All of these things are expensive to produce. So yeah. if we sold them, we'd have to find a good way to drop ship yeah. them to really make it worth it we
1: found a good place like a good local place that does the t-shirts for relatively inexpensive you know and they're a bit better quality than amazon even though i I love the amazon ones you know so
0: yeah i think that is it oh there was a question (laughs) about our discord too um if you email us uh you can get access to Discord. Yeah, the just Discord ask, and the Slack.
1: Tell us which one you want to be on. Or both. Yeah, or you both. Know? The Slack. Is normally where, like, the
0: slack. Yeah. All the channels for the Slack. That's where everybody's at. But if you want to hang out in video chat, the same channels are in Discord, <laughs> but like all the people chatting with mm-hmm. text are in Slack. So yeah. um, just hit us up. And yeah. Yeah, I think that wraps up the show. Yeah. Um, Chris, if people want to find you on the
2: interwebs, where do they need to go? Uh, at Rocket Lasso on all of the different things. The uh, So that's Instagram and Twitter and YouTube and Patreon and what else is there? No no TikTok yet. Got to going on that. Not yet. And, and, we yeah, got to um, get you
1: on there. there doing some dances and stuff.
2: Oh, yeah, you that's know? me. Yeah, you know yeah. me. <laughs> I guess you guys could just secretly record me during the... Uh, the karaoke party. During karaoke. Right, <laughs> right. We'll secretly put the Rococo
0: suit on you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and capture all your moves I, I would pay for that. I would pay for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, you know, we can sell it as
2: something you can put in your content browser. Right. You right. Yep. Chris Schmidt moves. Yeah. Rocket <clears throat> moves. Dude, I love the those. New uh, plugin. All that mocap stuff inside of the asset browser has been, like, super wonderful for, like, demoing things and testing things. I love, I love that Maxon added those in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Well, we're going to get out of here. You can rate us on iTunes, leave a review, subscribe on your podcast, of choice, help you get our ratings up, subscribe to our newsletter as well. Uh, you can say that you have been there, done that, got the t-shirt with the Mograf logo tee, the Feel the Bab 2020 shirt. All the profits from that go to Doctors Without Borders, the Render Things t-shirt, hoodie and long sleeve tee, mm-hmm. the mograf Blandishment shirt, and of course the That Render is Fire shirt, which you are only allowed to wear ironically. Unless, unless you're, you're shams. shams yeah yeah and uh, yeah hit us up on all the things send us your questions email us we will see you at NAB we cannot wait to see you fun. come find us hang out make sure that you have tickets for all the things we're trying the best we can with this uh, limo thing I, I cannot guarantee that everybody will get a ticket it's expensive y'all mm-hmm. it's very expensive yeah it is um, <laughs> so uh, check us out on the things and we're on Facebook Twitter, Instagram, YouTube TikTok Hello. Hey, I a couple people watching for some reason. And uh, MoGraph.com. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's that's it, y'all. We're excited. We're going to wrap up. We're going to get things uh, situated here in the office. And we are going to sell some tickets for camp and head out. And, yeah. And get, your get your camp tickets.
1: Get your camp tickets. Set your alarms right now if you haven't.
2: Do it.
0: Do yeah. it. I'll be there. Yes.
1: And
2: also go to HalfRest.com for... Yep. Uh, the Hafra's event in Chicago just a week before camp.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Yes.
2: Could start planning all of it. Yep. Cool.
0: Awesome. All right. Cool. Well, we're going to get out of here. Until next time, I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. And I was Chris. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Have a good one. Later, yo.